I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, March 31st, 2022, last day of the month. And we're happy to be here talking about video games and cool stuff going on. Hope you're well. I'm Scott. It's uh, me and Bo and John. That's what's up. That's what's happening. What's up? What's up, hey. yo? Um, what's up? Hey, check that. Oh, that's an old one. I haven't heard that in a million years. That is an old one. Remember when people thought that was... That was- that was never funny. That was that some was early thing. meme. Uh, well, it was based on like a com- commercial, right? Right. It was mm-hmm. funny enough to be multiple commercials and then get put in movies. It yeah. Was so funny. Yeah. It started happening funny. there, too. But I remember the funniest thing that ever happened or came from that meme was somebody took the Super Friends, the old cartoon from the 70s, and they mashed that audio up with the Super Friends so that it was them all saying it. And so these quick cuts of the one guy going... And then they cut right in the middle of him saying eh, to somebody else doing it. And you hear him on the other end of the phone. It'd be like Wonder Woman up in her invisible jet or Aquaman down there swimming with stuff. It made it a million times better. Someone in the chat's going to find this and then share it. And then your life will be that, that was the moment DC properties peaked. Yep. DC you at its best. <laughs> that was it. Yep. That was it. Not, not too off the chart there. Anyway, uh, welcome back, everybody. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, and um, we're happy to be here doing it with you. We hope you all had a fantastic week, and nobody slapped you in the face. Let's get started. All right, so we begin with the long-rumored and somewhat confirmed idea or notion that PlayStation was going to revamp its PlayStation uh, Plus program. 
uh, in some way and bring it maybe closer in line with what Microsoft is doing with everything they do right now with uh, with Game Pass. And uh, I, for one, was pretty excited about what this could mean. I thought, you know, there are a lot of opportunities here in terms of back catalog and having a larger library. Would we get day one releases? Probably not, but that's okay because Sony, you know, still kind of has a rarefied space where their big single-player releases are, you know, those are games I expect to pay a premium for, and so no big deal, whatever. Well, it finally happened, you guys. This week, we found out how this thing's going to break down. There are three tiers, all right? All right. Don't shed any tears for any of these tiers. We got three tiers to deal with. The first one. Uh, Let's break it down. It's Yep. This one basically is not changing. It is called PlayStation Plus Essential, and it is what PlayStation Plus currently is. You need this. It's essential. <laughs> you like the tur- you like the wording on it? Essential? You yeah. Like essential. Yeah. Buy this. It's like Give bu- us extra vitamins. money. Yeah, it is like vitamins. I feel like it's a multivitamin. There's your essential vitamins, but here's you your extra vitamins. You want water, right? You need water. You need air. This is the water and air. Yeah. This is the basic. This is your basic life need right here. <laughs> Is your PlayStation it's, Plus? Uh, I, I gotta say, it's super cool. The coolest name of any gaming product ever. PlayStation Plus Essential. Yeah, yeah. you like yeah. that? Like, uh, you know, let's buy, let's go buy an Xbox required, the new next gen Xbox, Xbox. <laughs> you know, regular. <laughs> <laughs> regular. <laughs> you got a regular and Xbox Plus, Xbox. You know, like it's like dude, fast food. It's, it's like, like going to McDonald's <laughs> in the drive up. You, you, you really. Um, PlayStation Plus Essential has all the vitamins you need yeah. to start your day. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Play yeah. your way. PlayStation yeah. Plus Essential. Yeah. Healthy, you know, healthy bones, healthy hair and bones and nails, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Young. Well, look at this. This is what they give you. I'll break down the actual tier here. Uh, they provide the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are getting at this very moment. And by the way, none of this kicks in until June. So if you went and signed up today, you're still just getting what this is. Um, but that's two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for saved games, and online multiplayer access. Again, no change. This is what it already was and has been for quite some time. That is what essential is. And the price hasn't gone up for that. That stays the same. Nine bucks uh, a month, nine ninety nine. Is that what the price is or has it gone down? It is that is what it is, although you can play you can pay quarterly or yearly and that chops the price down. I think if you do the yearly it ends up being like six bucks a month or something. That that's your it's it's that's your multiplayer gate. The most valuable thing to me on here is you want to play online multiplayer, you gotta play for you gotta have a yeah, You do yeah, have you to pay, pay that it. to play multiplayer, you're right. Okay. I learned that the hard way with Xbox. I forgot Xbox isn't all that great. Mm-hmm. Gotta have Xbox Live to play on use online features. Yeah, they all do. It sucks. I don't like it. I, I remember back when it was Sony kind of clawing back a little bit in the 360 PS3 fight, and uh, their big push was, hey, here at Sony, we don't have a monthly fee for online multiplayer. Just go for it. Just go play. It's good. Don't worry about it. I remember thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then a little bit later, they were like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I want to say that. It's crazy. Was- I already pay an ISP for Internet Access. Why do I got to pay the second ISP? No, you're not wrong. I mean, basically, they have convinced us all. Okay, they haven't convinced us, obviously, but they've convinced a good number of people and the market has certainly borne it out, but they've convinced people that you need to pay an extra fee because on our platform, we need to make it possible for you to have great multiplayer experiences on the internet as if there's some other, as if there's some interim need to make a little extra or to put a little extra money in there to make sure your console does what it's supposed to. It's just (laughs) a computer. if If they're making money for it, the message is it's working. 
There's well, a demand totally for it, so you can yeah. we can say all the things we want. <laughs> it's a profitable venture, I suppose, or it's part of their business model. Like, yeah, you know. I remember it was the only way it stops is if none of us pay it, and then they're like, <laughs> "Okay, we really want to sell Xboxes. Like, you could have online, but yeah, eh, it's it's can't control the world. No, so if you're paying for it. What 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 are we gonna do? That's it's exactly right. Claim. I was really hoping it's it ridiculous. I was hoping this basic tier was gonna get some extras. I didn't know what they would be. I thought maybe some older games or something thrown in, or a larger library or something. But having it stay exactly what it is, I think is just a little bit of a non-starter there. Here's where it gets interesting. PlayStation Plus Extra is your next oh. level. Yeah. Tear tear up, yo. All the benefits of oh. essential. Yeah. Plus Does it have it? vitamins and nutrients <laughs> to get you even further into your video game. That's right. Yeah. I'm picturing like the same old man jogging, but the different color background on the label. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> extra. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, Centrum Silver. Like PlayStation here. Plus. Oh, anyways, you gotta stop harping on the name. This, this naming is so bad. <laughs> I don't plus. like it either. Like the service is it's plus. Like, yeah. How, how, how much do they pay the marketing company to come up with this? Well, they're pay, they've been calling it Plus forever, but I'm with you. There's too many pluses. Disney Plus, Hulu Plus. This thing has a plus. Everyone does Plus. My Apple is TV there Plus. Disney Basic. No, it's Dis- well. No, yes. they have Disney. Plus. Oh, I guess it's ca- they have a cable channel or something. Right? Oh. Anybody who just owns a Mickey Mouse T-shirt is Disney basic. Yeah, they're Disney. They're very Disney basic. <laughs> um, oh, GTA that's Plus, Discovery Plus in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, like they're like we don't know. It's plus. Like what is plus? It's like extra money that you spend. Like I don't know. Yeah, and no, the problem I, I, I have with it is you just see behind the curtain where some marketing exec was sitting there going, "We know that." demographics see the plus as an indication that they're getting an inherent increased value and that that's what their money's going towards and you just want to be like shut up shut up shut up up." we should call our patreon core plus right yeah oh i mean it's working for them we can sit here in our bitter oats Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. why are we just gonna be mad bo's right all right, core plus. I agree with we both. can sit here and be mad, or we can core just be plus. like, "Yep, let's do thumbnails like everyone else." Let's, let's brainstorm. Plus. What's core plus? What are we uh, at? Core What's plus? our added and our features? tiers are core plus essential, core plus extra, and core plus um, with fiber. Heavy boy. We get an episode where we just do all our poop references. Oh, good. Fiber. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. That's a real. That's a high, awesome tier, but it's going to be out of your plus price range. Fiber. So this is the way the second one works out. Extra provides all the benefits from the essentials tier. And adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most playable, or sorry, of the most enjoyable. Most <laughs> the least buggy games on the PlayStation. <laughs> sorry. The most pl- uh, enjoy. I don't want to say playable there, but the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners, games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. So this is a... A pure downloadable uh, thing. It's fourteen ninety nine a month. That puts it right where uh, Game Pass Ultimate is. Man, four hundred games is a lot. It is, but it's just PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and by the way, they said up to four hundred. And we don't have a list of games yet. We have zero idea what this is. <laughs> yeah, are they gonna put yeah. two on there. <laughs> like, am I, you know? I mean, I don't know. Like, they're no, gonna. They better like, put more than they that. They said third party partners, so Destiny will be on there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I wouldn't partners. be surprised if there's a lot of overlap too with uh, you know what you're seeing on Game Pass and and some of these other services that offer stuff like this. You know, I think it's pretty much to be expected. They did say that they have good relationships with uh, an interest from most third-party studios, if not all. So, 
you know, it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's a way to get, I think the most obvious way to look at this is that inherent value that we saw when we booted up the series X the first time. And we went, Oh my gosh, I have a lot of games I can play. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy anything for this console and I have stuff I can play. Yeah. This now adds that to the PlayStation ecosystem, which if you're going to tell people you need to give us 60, $70 for our premier, uh, AAA titles, that's a good value. Cause it's like, okay, well I feel, I don't feel bad giving you $70. If I feel like you're, uh, supplementing that $70 with a wide variety of other games I can get. Cause I'm not right. killing my video game budget on your one game purchase. Right. So like, I think this is actually, I think this is actually fine. I think this is this is good. I I wish, and we'll get into this. I wish what we're going to get into with the next tier was included. It feels weird to me that the older games are more expensive, but yeah. I feel like I'm jumping ahead on that discussion. Well, we'll so get we'll, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. And that's an I'm I'm glad you brought it up because we do need to arrow in on it because I'm 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 bugged for similar reasons. I also have um I have a theory as to why this is happening the way it's happening, but. But anyway, up to 400. Let's say they, they day one in June have 400 games. Let's just say that that's what happened. Let's say they have 300 okay. games and they're all PlayStation 4 and PS5, PlayStation 5 games. And it may be EA Play is part of this because they do that with Microsoft. Why not here? You know, that's possible for that price level. Um, let's say that happens. That automatically makes PlayStation Plus Extra the more interesting of the, th- of the three tiers, uh, in my opinion. PlayStation Plus Premium which is your high-end one. This is $17.99 a month. All right. Uh, this provides all the benefits from the essentials and extra tiers, adds 340 uh, with an asterisk. Additional games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming. Okay. A catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations of uh, hardware. Uh, no Vita in here. Offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games. Offered in the extra and premium tiers uh, in markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. So if if Now, which is a thing that's going away, at least in name, is available in your area, then this third tier with its cloud features will also be available to you. But that's really all it is, is you're using what was PlayStation Now to stream a bunch of games. Right. Some of which you can and download, I- some of which you can't. I actually, and I've had a couple people tell me this since, you know, I usually would rant about PlayStation now and say, I want to be able to download it. And people have said, well, you've actually been able to do that for a while now. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but, um, which means like very literally this is PlayStation now, like they threw in the downloadable and streaming, but like apparently that already existed. So this is. This is literally PlayStation Now. It is, is getting it. Yeah. Both. The advantage of it is, is the is the other two tiers are loaded in, so it's not a separate. The way that Now was as a separate thing, or as an add-on, is is not great. That was never great. It's better that it's all looped together here. I don't like that you're paying extra like for it old games. Should have been. Uh, yeah, it feels like it always should be there. This should be in the middle tier. Uh, there should be two tiers, just like Microsoft's got two tiers. Two tiers is. Pay nine bucks a month and get Xbox Game Pass, or if you're only on PC, pay nine bucks and get PC Game Pass. If you want it all, you pay fourteen ninety nine and you get cross saves and all the all the benefits of having it in both places with Ultimate. This should be PlayStation Basic. Should call it that 
PlayStation Basic for 10 bucks a month, and it is what it is currently, and there's some benefits and the multiplayer and all that. And then your next tier, and the only other tier option is $14.99, and they should have loaded all this in with that if I would have had my my druthers. Yeah, and I, I always feel a little weird when I get when I talk prices because, again, pricing is completely subjective. What is expensive for some people is not expensive for others and vice versa. So that big disclaimer out of the way, I'll say for me personally – even if there were two tiers, I wouldn't mind the $17.99 a month for the higher tier because I actually think that there's a decent amount you get with that. I just think that this weird middle tier exists. Um, it just exists in a weird kind of place. Like I, I, the thing I always think back to is I remember when they were really pushing Sony and they're like, well, when are you going to lean into your history and do um, you know backwards compatibility and find a way to bring these games forward and all that. And they're like, we're really about, you know, the future. We, we don't really have a focus on our back catalog. And they, they basically said that they didn't find value in their, in their old catalog. Well, clearly they do because the most expensive tier of this <laughs> subscription is the stuff that gets you access to the old stuff. Like clearly they think it's the most valuable of everything that they're offering is to be able to get that back catalog. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. I think I, I think the two tiers is a little is a little or three tiers is a little silly. I think it, they could have done it with two. Yeah. Um, I think it is a little weird that the more most expensive option is the option that gets you the retro games. <laughs> like I, I see the argument that's like, well, yeah, but that's a that's a bigger library. That's more games. So you pay more for it. Like I understand where this came from yeah. i'm not dumb yeah. but to me it's just like well you pay this amount and you get what you get now or you pay us a little bit extra and we give you new games or newer games or you pay even more money and we'll give you a bunch of old stuff yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it does it seems backwards almost but yeah. um i'll say this kind of just as my overall take on this um, obviously this isn't a one-to-one -one comparison to game pass, even yeah. though that's what everybody's doing. This it's is not. not the same thing. It doesn't have the same goals. Right. And I think that everybody's going to feel differently about it when held up next to game pass. I think for what PlayStation is doing for what Sony's goals are, I think this is a fine service. It's fine. I think this is going to serve. Uh, I think this is going to serve their customers. Well, this isn't making me rush out to buy a PlayStation five necessarily. Like it's not exactly a system seller, but what it is doing is if I did get a PS five, I'd feel a lot better about buying their premium games, which they obviously think is a premium because they're, they aren't doing the day one thing. Like they've said that in no uncertain terms, we're not doing day one. Mm-hmm. I feel better about that because now at least I get a library of games with it. It's not like it's not like, oh, I have to buy the PlayStation 5 and then I'm out, you know, another $400 trying to buy a bunch of other games to go along with everything, right. you know. Right. Indie games, big games, you know, less expensive doesn't matter. Like getting that library is good and personally I don't think the price is too insane, but you know, like I said, that's pretty subjective. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. You get your PlayStation, let's say your PlayStation 5, you finally got one. And on day one, you've got, you're out 14 bucks. Let's, let's say you do mid tier. You're out 14 bucks and you've got a ton to play. 
I think that that is a bit of parody they needed. It's not it's not parody per se, feature to feature to Game Pass, but it's this one aspect that the old idea of buying a console with nothing, like no pack-ins, feels like a billion miles away from where we're heading in the future. In a lot of ways, Sony's new console felt a bit like an old way of buying. You know, if you if you went and bought an N sixty four and no games, what are you gonna do with that thing? Well. Obviously, you can download some and buy them that way or whatever. But this idea of like opening it up and you've got a library you can immediately play with, I think that puts them in a much better place. As far as anybody who thinks that this was an attempt to bring parity between them and Microsoft's offerings, I don't think that's the goal at all. Partly because I don't think this turns anybody. Nobody's going to go, oh, you know what? I've been loving Game Pass, but this deal is really yeah. like they're, it's just not that kind of deal. And without day one releases, of their biggest franchises and without some of those other perks that you get with game pass, this isn't designed to bring those people over. Sony's still in a pretty dominant position in terms of, uh, install base, not PS five so much, but the entire PlayStation four to five run means they're in a leadership position. And so they don't need to be too drastic. They're doing okay. Um, I think that this is not designed to get people to leave the competition and come in, this is designed to make existing devoted PlayStation players happy to have something that's that's a good, you know, a pretty good deal for a subscription model. And I feel like that middle tier is actually the best deal. The top one I feel like is a bit weird. And also most, I, I hate to break to everybody, most of those PlayStation 1, PS2, PSP games, most of that is streamed. They don't have, they have not done the groundwork on the backwards compatibility on all that stuff when it used to be weird chips and shit. They don't have any of that ready. So, as much as they're going to have some of those, and they will, right. most PS3 of that shit. especially. Well, yeah, especially PS3, Emotion Engine, whatever the hell that was. No, that was two. What was three? They called it a, they had a fancy name for their chip. It was dumb. I hated it. But whatever. I mean, it made it had cool results if you knew what you were doing with that hardware, but it was notoriously hard to dif- uh, program for. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> the point is, I just don't think that this pushes that needle. And I don't know that they needed to, at least not right now. Plus, this stuff can change and evolve and who knows where it goes. But, you know, I'm in no I'm in no rush to grab that basic tier again because I just I'm not doing multiplayer at all on my play- PlayStation 5. I'm doing almost entirely non multiplayer things. And. There's no real motivation for that, but the fourteen ninety nine deal, I probably will give that a shot at least for a month to see what what, what that selection looks like. Um, you know, because if it's they say PS four and and PS five games, I really need to know what that list is. You know, yeah, like what is that? Is that like Spider Man PS four? Is it PS five Spider Man? Not Miles Morales, but the other one. Is it you know like I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it looks like. Um, and they haven't said, so we have to wait and see on that. Uh, I should have mentioned this also at the top tier customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles and PCs. So you'll be able to stream via your PC a bit like xCloud does uh, at that tier time limited game trials will also be offered in this tier. So customers can try and select games, uh, before they buy them. So you'll get to play essentially you get demos early is what that means. Um, but yeah, there it is. They laid it out. Bo, any final thoughts on uh, PlayStation's big foray into the subscription world that you love so much? Nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling. For them. Seems, seems, yeah. Ooh, now you're all quiet again. Did I make yeah, you change I something? Because we were having audio issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were having, uh, yeah. I think it's just your um, 
here's some shop talk for you, people listening to the show. If uh, I think it's just that little input sensitivity slider, like yeah, whatever your old volume, anything above baseline, it like cuts me off in weird ways. Like we're doing D and D and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, well, was that what that was cutting you off? I thought that was a um, noise reduction setting. No, uh, that too. Oh. I mean, I try to fiddle all kinds of things. I can never get it right for some reason. I, I don't know. Well, no worries. We can do this. Piece of juice. We can do this later. I'm I need to get a mixer. Yeah, I, I think you know. I think again. I think this is a good deal if you have a PlayStation. I no. think Game Pass is a system seller. There are people that will buy an Xbox because of Game Pass. Yeah, and I think it would be a smart decision. I wouldn't think that was crazy if someone was like, "Well, I bought an Xbox because Game Pass." Be like, "Huh, that makes sense." Mm-hmm. I don't think this sells systems, but if you have a system and you you are getting a PlayStation or already have it, I think this is a, a good thing to have. Yep. Like I and I think it's a, a positive thing to have. And I I think that's all Sony needed to do. I think there are probably a lot of disappointed people that wanted a direct competitor or, you know, bought the PS5 and was like, man, it sure would be nice if I could play all these day one games and you know. I agree, but I just don't know if that's a fight they can win against Microsoft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think they could come to the table and go toe to toe with them on that because I think Microsoft's pockets are just too deep. I think this is a good way to offer good value to their customers. And I think it will be liked by people who are their customers. They're so deep, in fact, that uh, as a, just a little reminder here, not that it really means much because this is true of a lot of companies, but Microsoft's servers power all PlayStation uh, network things. And that includes PS Now. It includes uh, the games you download and that were the current Plus program. This stuff moving in the future, every game you download or stream will all be running on Azure servers at Microsoft's data centers. And so <clears throat> in, a, in a funny way, um, you know, it's a bit like everybody, all the phone manufacturers have to buy a lot of their memory anyway from Samsung because Samsung has a bunch of foundries and makes a ton of RAM for phones. And so as much as you can talk about the war between, I don't know, Samsung and Apple, for example, the chances are your Apple phone's got RAM made in Sam- by Samsung and somebody else has got a photo sensor made by Sony, even though their, art, their marketing says that they're diametrically opposed to each other. So there's a lot of that sort of I wouldn't call it incestuous, but there's a lot of that having to cooperate on these certain levels. And um, this is one of those cases. Sony uses Microsoft as their back end for everything we're talking about here. Probably even the payment processing stuff, if I had to guess. So uh, they're getting paid (laughs) either way. (laughs) Either way, Microsoft's getting money. All right, let's move on. E3, it's official. You all were, uh, you know... The, the memes with the guys with the dancing with the the casket on their backs <laughs> for all those years going uh-huh. check out E3. It's over, baby. This is the last one forever. We promise or whatever. Well, it finally came true today. It was made official. E3 is canceled. Now, it doesn't mean forever, but I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. I mean, it has that. been canceled before, so it, sure. it came back. That's true. That's you true. can, you know, like Jason Voorhees. Or Michael Myers, the E3 will be back at a certain point, rising from the grave. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I think this one, there's a difference between the last time they killed E3 and it was still the mystical event that we were all very excited about. And this time where they killed E3 and 
nobody really cares no. because that's not it's not really relevant anymore. Yeah, no one's no one's that worked up about this. I don't think most people are like us going, yeah, kind of saw this coming, but uh it's it's not and we're not talking oh is it some covid thing again or no, this is it. No physical, no digital, no nothing this year, at least this year. And uh my guess is based on just the last few years alone, that thing was just a money pit and nobody was getting what they needed out of it and developers leaving it left and right including really Wait, big ones ga- you mean the game show where you got to see unfinished games like anthem is not going to have a show <laughs> yeah that's the one and, or, yeah, or that's it. poorly developed uh, under complete the showcase for un- uncomplete games is not <laughs> yeah. happening where they created oh, no. sample sizes of their games that may or may not be reflected when the actual the, the show where they say a game's deep in development, but really it's just like a you know five percent of the way there. Yeah, that show. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's no. the one. Now you oh, still no. may get those, Bo, but you'll just get them in little bite-sized, streamy chunks. And you know, Microsoft's got an event today, or place to stay to play from PlayStation, or or you know, Activision's doing a thing, or whatever. You're still going to get those things, and possibly also the empty promises that they always gave. They just will not be doing it in Los Angeles in a convention center with all the hoopla and the freak out and the whatever. It's true. It's true. But so, I just feel like I've associated E3 with Anthem pretty much. Like <laughs> Anthem and Anthem like <laughs> Anthem. This is Anthem. It's all Really Anthem. excited for Anthem. And I was to too. hear how, yeah. you know, it was barely in development when they launched that thing. You know, I'm like. I love that though. They made a big deal out of Anthem. Yeah, it was. They they said they were like it was basically smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And they yeah. even said as far as the presentation goes, you know, we had to look in very specific directions to keep even that thing from breaking. So, you know, that feels good. Yeah. You love that. I mean, you I'm sure this happens a lot and then they get things worked out by the end, but that game uh, it's a curse. They're, everything about that game is a curse. And it bums me out. Has anyone checked it out lately? I guess it's still up. Same thing. I played it when I first got Game Pass. I mean, yeah. it sadly felt the, same. felt the same. Did it? Well, just, How are the load times? Were they? I didn't get bad? it to end game. Like in terms of what did they fix? I have no idea. Sure. But, sure. Um, the load times are fine on the Series S. Uh, oh, that's there good were still loading screens, but it wasn't. It was. It was like a, a fine experience. Yeah. Might be a fine game. I. It was just. It was pretty. I mean, you late. hate to look at these games. You know, pe- people have worked hard on, you know, the art Art is great and stuff like that, but it's, it's boring. Mm. It's, mm. it's not, you know, yeah. it's just like using the nugget of cool things in there, but it's, I don't know. This may just, I think it's a lot. I don't want to lay my personal hangups on like a, an objective evaluation of a game because as a game, it seems fine. <laughs> yeah, you, you log in, you play as a dude. People talk to you. You shoot things. <laughs> What's there to complain about, really? You know, like <laughs> they got those three tiers taken care of. What else is there? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a game, and uh, you know, it doesn't seem broken to me. But you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, I it mean, fine. I was enjoying it, but the only reason why I stopped playing was like, well, I, I don't, I want to go down with an online service. Like that, f- attaching yourself to an online service that feels like a sinking ship is like. That's well, a bad feeling. You might as well just leave. Like, why would I get invested? So, which is why it's a I don't fine understand. Game. I don't understand what the I know shareholders and all this. I get it. Why people need to hurry up and get things to market and all of that. I understand, but that's a game that if they said, "Yeah, we're working on it. Here's what we can show you now," but we're we're a year or two away. Well, I would have been fine with that. And we would still maybe right now be looking forward to this fall's release of Anthem finally. Well, and we would you be going, would have. Yeah. But remember when people got royally pissed off because when Sony put out the amazing Spider-Man, the puddles of water 
from reflected on the floor of the building were yeah. slightly smaller than the puddles of water in the E3 demo. Disregard the fact that that level played exactly the way they showed in the demo and you could do all the things they showed and it was one of the more accurate like demo to game things ever but that those damn puddles were slightly smaller they're trying to pull a fast one on us consumers let's send death threats yeah so like yeah you as a consumer would go yeah just come out there and tell us you know hey we need a little bit more time the problem is is there's eight other guys that are like well, we're gonna have to kill him now <laughs> has digital foundry or anybody gone in and looked at the ps5 version of that overhaul of that game to see if the puddles changed at all see if they got a little more realistic or you know you know what they did with spider-man i thought this was very funny a very funny developer reaction when they did uh a, their first patch for that yeah um in photo mode they added stickers that you could put on the f- screenshots you took yeah. and one of the stickers was a puddle of water that's so amazing. you could make bigger puddles in your screenshots if you really felt the need to do it that's i think the big problem is just the the gamer culture is such a fickle beast you know it's like <laughs> i just found out about this game and it's already the most important thing in my life and if they do anything to mess it up i'm gonna literally explode like yeah it's like the reverse of dogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of is uh, that's well said. I like what Scipio in the chat says, obviously, with his tongue firmly in cheek. He says, to be fair, changing puddle sizes mid-development should be a war crime. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough business, man. I don't know. We still may get, you know, I don't know who will get up and go, look at our awesome thing. And then, you know, Witcher 4, let's say. Let's say they, CD Projekt Red does their own separate thing and they show an amazing video sequence of all things Witcher 4. And then when we get it, it's missing some something they showed there. Like Witcher Three did this. You remember this? That was controversial as well. Their yeah. demos Witcher at E Three got a lot of it. Yeah. yeah, they were a lot more, you know, a lot more foliage or a lot more whatever it was at the time. I forget all this stuff. Um, still a beautiful game, but people are like, "Nah, this isn't what they said." And so maybe this gives all these devs a chance to stop doing the the bootlicking that E Three sometimes does, and instead just focus on your schedules, your output, your timelines and not try to fool us into thinking some pre-rendered thing is actual gameplay or whatever bullshit you're trying to pull that'd be nice be all right with it i'm not going to miss it except for one thing i don't get to hang out with you guys and do commentary on it i love doing yeah. that commentary was night nice. was fun i love yeah. doing that it was one of that my favorite things on the planet Game Awards it is. That's the new E3. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to have to do game. Oh, man, that's sad. Yeah. E3 is more fun than the Game Awards. I agree. Game Awards is too manufactured for my taste. It's fine, but whatever. It's not my yeah, it's not Too my much jam. Vin Diesel, not enough uh, Randy Pitchford. <laughs> yeah, not near enough. Uh, Pitchford's having a good week. I guess everyone loves that new game. You guys are playing it, right? Yeah. 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 Seems like they're having, a, they're having a moment there. With a game I, th- I thought was going they're, to tank. They're like, oh, man, all it takes to make Borderlands good is to remove <laughs> Borderlands from it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So confirmed. E3, gone. Sorry, everybody. There's only three E's and, and they're gone. All three E's. <laughs> There's only three E's and they're gone. And they're gone. Well said. <laughs> yep. Yep. That sums it up. Everybody knows what's going on now. Why did we talk about it so much? I don't know. We, we could have just said, said that, that from the beginning. Exactly. Less words, more meaning next time. Uh, Diablo Immortal pre-orders are up. Finally. Hey, you've been wanting to get your hands on that mobile Diablo game since 2018 when they announced it to a shocked and irritated crowd. Well, it's time. Uh, 
I noticed that Wyatt Chan, uh, Blizzard, the guys helping run that team, uh, did a Twitter post. It was the first place I saw it. And then uh, the news went wide. If you go to either of the major app stores, you can quote-unquote pre-order. It just means lock it in for download day one. You're not actually buying anything because um, it's a free-to-play game. But Did he announce it by saying, all right, I've given you all plenty of time to go out and buy a phone. <laughs> you got literally no reason now. <laughs> Uh, no, he did not. Um, but that would have been great had he done that. It would have been very self-effacing. I kind of wish they, they would have. But uh, anyway, it's happening, and it's June is what it says in these stores. However, Wyatt, in his post, said that's like holder data because we don't have an exact date, and I'm not even sure the month's right, but that may change, he said. So anyway, if you were looking forward to that, this is the year you're getting it. So Diablo Immortal, baby. According to Patrick, the game's good. Like he's played a recent build of it, like in the last yeah. couple of months, and he's raving about it. He's like, this is the most fun I've had with Diablo in a long time. And I'm like, really, Patrick? Really? I played a build of it. It was okay. Yeah? Yeah, I just don't want to play it on my phone. Like, it's that simple. I don't play games on my phone. I don't want to play it on my phone. I don't want to touch it on my phone. Yeah. Put Port it to the PC. I'll try it. What if they came out tomorrow and said... Uh, to the John Jaggers of the world, we have decided yeah. to simul release this game on phone, PC, Mac, wherever. Switch. Put it on Switch. Put it on the Switch. Yeah, exactly. The Switch would be perfect because they got controller support for the thing. So why not the Switch? I'd probably, I'd probably try it. I'd play I it on the Switch. I just don't want to play it on the phone. I use my phone for my phone and important <laughs> social media business and taking pictures of my son. That's it. That's all the phone is for. It's a, it's a phone. Why do your kids need to put other things in it? Why you always got to complicate it? Like I just, that's all I want. Put it on a gaming platform that I play games on. I don't, I know, look, I know numbers wise, a lot of people play games on phones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like huge. You, you hear the data and like, look, we're outnumbered. It's like going to war with China. You're just going to lose. There's just more of them out there. Yeah. Like the only the only reason we gamers get to live is because the casual phone gamers have decided to let us live. We live by their grace alone. Mm. But that said, uh, this is a, a, a core for core gamers. And uh, you all know who you are. Yeah. And we want to play it on an actual gaming platform. I wouldn't mind either. I'm phone. with you. I am with you. Although I'm playing a lot of Scrabble on my phone right now. I'm just putting that. Out okay, there. but that's fine. That's like, that's not a game. I play Pokemon it's Go on game. my phone, but that's not a game. It's not the same thing. That's called a, no, I'm I don't busy know. and I'm in public and can't <laughs> I think play we're, with I my think wiener. We're picking like, choosing I got something what, else I got to do. I think we're picking and choosing what constitutes a game or not. If you're all of a sudden goes on the menu, I am. I 100% am. I'm picking and choosing what's a gaming platform, too. And I'm saying that the phone isn't one. Well, it is. You play Pokemon Go on it. That's a game. No, that's a, that's a, you know, social media app. Idle hands are the devil's playground. So I have Pokemon Go to keep the devil from playing. Like that's Or another way of saying that is idle hands are the devil's playground. So I have a game on my phone. (laughs) No, 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 no. The game implies I'm experiencing. Experiencing some sort of joy or distraction. <laughs> there we go. Take that, Nia. Taking your shit game. Well, we don't even call it a game here. If you guys want to email us and complain that we don't like your your Pokemon, uh, let us know. But I mean, I I think in general, phones are you know my biggest reason for maligning phones for, as a gaming thing is because there's too much microtransaction and bullshit. 
but yeah. they're There's computers. They run software just like anything else. It's fine. You can play games on them. Yeah. The predatory practices are what are a giant turnoff. I've I, just yeah, enjoyed the game. chat room through this because there's people that are like, John's such an old man. Like there's people that are just really going ham on the yeah. listen dead kind of old man talk. And then yeah. there are other people that are like, preach it, brother. <laughs> like it's just insane the way this is such a like divisive thing. It's it's really incredible. Yeah. I like back in my day, you called phone, you called people on phones. If you wanted to take a picture, you needed a dedicated camera. Let me tell you, somebody that invested heavily in a Kodak Advantix camera yeah. was really disappointed when cell phones made that obsolete and everybody was like, We don't give a shit about your cameras. Like, but look. I know, right? I used to it think flips I flips up and it's got a little flash up on the Yeah, top. I thought my SLR or SLR? DSLR uh Canon was the bomb. And then <laughs> the, my phone started taking better photos and I went this is wrong. What is, what are we even doing here? What are we doing? That's where we're at, man. I'm okay with it. I think phones are cool and I will play a video game on them here and there. And when this game comes out, I'll play it. And so will you, John. That's the funny thing. John won't play it a lot. He won't play it all the time. It's not going to be, Oh, I've changed my mind guys. I don't, I think the phone's the best gaming platform now, but you're going to try it. It's know, free. We'll it's free. I you're will gonna- tell you guys when I do, because I have no problem being uh, hypocritical. I don't think it's it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I don't think it's hypocritical. I don't think it's hypocritical to tell you that I'm uh, I think playing games on phones is dumb and I don't want to do it and I wouldn't want to and then do it anyway. Like there's yeah. a lot of things that I know I shouldn't do that I do anyway or that I I object to that I do anyway. It's fine. Yeah. fine yeah. like that's that's what life is i i know i shouldn't drink so much soda i do it anyway bo knows he shouldn't smoke he does it anyway life is doing things you know you shouldn't do and do it scott's the only one who's clean living i don't know he's probably oh, i don't know about that you should have seen what i ate for quote unquote dinner <laughs> oh, yeah. earlier yeah scott's big on the edibles he's, he's trying to keep it secret but i can tell <laughs> Pack, oh. He's pounding back weed brownies on the it's daily. Not that, I wish it was. Instead, you can handle his pot. That's the thing. I had a I had a whole bunch of freaking Indian food in the afternoon, and then I had a, like a horrible little hamburger from McDonald's earlier just to get me by. I'm not eating right. That's my big hangup. I'm eating terrible these days, and yeah. it's stupid. Uh, like I, for a while there, I was doing great. Now I'm not so much. So yes, John, point point well taken. We've all. The only got thing stuff. I worry about about Scott is hot dogs and. and pita wrapped in the microwave exactly it's a a cheese crisp processed food with processed food with processed food and some like yeah giant science experiment of processed food he's like it's so good you're not wrong that's killing me for sure i gotta stop eating like that and it's such a bad habit because you know i had the metabolism of a hummingbird most of my life and now i don't so it is what it is but we've all got our things and i all I know is we're all we're all going to play it and talk about it. That's what'll happen. We'll yeah, so you'll, uh, you'll know when I play it. I will be yeah. on my. We played it. Scott will probably move it into news because of it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the problem with what you're saying, John, is like the, the more you talk the way, the more I feel like I have to play it to bring it up as a topic on the show. <laughs> But, like, honestly, like, I haven't checked any of it out. I kind of care less about Diablo Immortal. I thought I would be playing Diablo 2, and I never ended up buying it or being interested. I feel like it's just not exciting it, compared to, like, and I like Diablo. I played tons of Diablo 3, but I'm just, like, more without bringing up all the other baggage, I'm so, like, yeah. not super, you know, curious or stoked to even play. I didn't even see the Overwatch 2 stuff. You know, like, I'm just really down on, on Blizzard stuff to the point that I didn't even... 
look at any of this. So I have no idea what's going on. This, I haven't paid game. attention to a lot of it either, I'll have to admit. But I do know, like, there was some recent stuff about... Oh, John, you were talking about this. So Twitch Twitch is doing some Overwatch drops and some... What was the other one? Hearthstone? Hearthstone Overwatch drops. and Hearthstone, yeah. Which is not... We, we figured, because we went back in our heads a little, they did some stuff for Heroes. I think they've done Overwatch stuff before. So this isn't like a brand new move for them, but it might be a little move ahead of overwatch two's April beta. I think it's next month, right? Yeah. Open. So beta thing. You, all your purchases carry over from one to two. Cause it's the same game. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't make the joke. Like, that, no. time. Who's buying, that was, that who's was buying, <laughs> unless we have a firm answer on this. Who's buying loot box? Like what? No, I know, agree with you. Poor 100%. suckers are buying loot boxes in that game. I 100% agree with you. Does the new game even have loot boxes in the same way? I don't know, man. I just don't see why you sell a sequel and bring out over all the purchases when you can have a fresh batch of purchases. You know, just a lot of games don't do that, right? Like Call of Duty 52 doesn't have the in-app purchases of Call of Duty 51, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> and so why would Overwatch do it? But then again, it's Blizzard and maybe, you know, the way they presented it, Jeff Kaplan was like, it's two, but it's the same game. I don't know. <laughs> I know I, I know I'm the direct game director, but uh, you got like, like we we'll all see. Were at we'll see too. BlizzCon. They couldn't tell us either. They went out on stage and they're like, it's Overwatch 2, but all your stuff is going to carry over. And people were like. Is this an expand? Like, wasn't that a Q and A question? Yeah, Did someone was. get up and go, "Is this an expansion pack?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, it's a sequel." And like, talked for five minutes around why it is, and didn't do a very convincing job of it. Like, that's yeah. been the joke. Gosh, I, I can't why, imagine uh, why Jeff Kaplan left. I just can't imagine, you know, why he said, yeah, "I've serious. had it." And lived. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, who would want to buy boxes in a game that's like? Maybe you'll have them. Maybe you won't. We're, we're going to be super unclear about our messaging. <laughs> it's all real so, dumb. It's real dumb. But I think. I don't know. I think. That trailer was awesome, though. That Overwatch 2 yeah, trailer. Was great. I love it. They're that, the that, best. That, they had a lot of action. Genji looking like a badass, cutting off that guy's, running this blade up the guy's giant mecha's hand, and Tracer going in and getting thrown by Winston like it was pretty badass like that thing st- I would watch that now and still get super hyped for a no, all of that stuff is good the this biggest announcement Blizzard could do right now that would get me stoked is if they said uh, by the way we have decided to throw a ton of money at our animation studio that's here on ha- in house and we're going to expand that we're making TV shows movies and expanding into like effects teams and all this other stuff yeah and that it's would like be the great most, news I would love that it's like it's so primed for it like the creations so fit that Saturday morning Transformers cast of characters, Avengers, what you name oh, it. Oh like, hell yeah, that would be the biggest news stories. out of Blizzard right now. It's not going to happen, but I would love it. That yeah. would make me excited. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'll, I'm going to end up playing Overwatch Two at some point. But I've I've also again, there's lots of games to play in the now that I don't have the same fervor behind Blizzard properties. So I'm like, you know, yeah. we'll see when we get there. It's like new shows nowadays, right? Everyone, you know, you're like, the show's good. This show's good, and I'm like, there are 80 shows that are apparently I should be watching. I have yeah, tell me about Not it. Not the time for all 80 shows, so... Should, should try running a podcast network, trying to convince everybody that their attention <laughs> needs to be here and not wherever their 500 million yeah. attention seekers are. Yeah. We're living in a time of, like, everybody wants your damn attention. But, you know, there's lots of... There's, you know, billions of people who can give attention, so it's not... Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Like, you don't need all of the attention. You just, you know, would like a slice of the attention. Yeah. Uh, potentially, but... You as a person can only give attention in so many directions. Yeah. 
Well, especially because so, when you're you trying know. to get attention, that takes time and effort where you can't give attention. Yeah. So next and, thing you know, thing you're it, so busy trying to get attention, you can't give any. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm coming out on the other side of this TV world where like, you know, when Breaking Bad hit for me in like early 2010s, the, the, the idea of binging Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Like, it was kind of a crazy thing. You'd be like, I watched 50 hours of Battlestar Galactica. This People are like, what? Go on Netflix, watch Battlestar Galactica, do it. And they'd be like, yeah, I don't know. And then they'd do it, and they'd be like, oh, my God, I couldn't get off my kid. You know, it was a thing. Yeah. Now people are just like, yeah, so uh, this show's out. Uh, why don't you watch 40 hours? Like, people all day in my life are like, I watched this show. And I'm like, you do realize you're recommending me to spend 40 hours of time. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of time. Like, I could read a book faster than I can watch a season of TV. And it, <laughs> I'm sort of in this point now where I'm like binging was cool and all, but like there's other shit in life. Like we, you know, I don't want to watch endless TV shows straight into the grave. You know, like I, I've not that there's anything wrong with TV shows, but it's just like, it's too much. Mm. It's too much content. It's okay that they're making it, but as a human yourself, you gotta, that's why I'm, I limit. I'm just like, I've got to budget the amount of TV I'm consuming. I do not want to spend my yeah. years it feels, watching. It feels a little TV. like a bubble, right? Maybe, maybe it's different than a traditional bubble, like a financial bubble with like the dot com era or the housing market in 08 or any of that. But it still feels like this this crescendo of so much that at some point that bubble is going to pop, and we're going to have to just dial it back a little. Yeah, like, I mean, like a part of it is like it. I'll spend you know forty hours. 40 hours playing a video game all week. It's not like I'm, it's not, I'm not being holier than now. Yeah, yeah. I just find like TV, TV is all pretty samey, you know, like yeah. uh, watching Boba Fett. And I'm like, this is like the last show I watched, like the, you know, there's a protagonist, there's an antagonist, there's a cliffhanger. It's all very like, same reason why I don't like open world games. I've just done it too much. Yeah. Like uh, there needs to be a novelty or specialness to the affair. And I'm just like, so I'm just kind of going through the motions. It's like and I would recommend you're just, you're just brand, brand new cherry flavor because that thing is not normal. <laughs> it is weird yeah. in every way. So there you go. Your recommends are good. I don't doubt it. But uh, anyway, so Diablo Immortal um, and Overwatch 2. Yeah. This also feels like been there, done that. Like Diablo, it's just more Diablo 3. Yeah. Maybe it's a good thing, but it's like. Yeah, I've put five thousand hours into that game. <laughs> that was a lot. I can wait for four. I'm not like chomping at the bit to play the mobile one. This isn't for me. Yeah, so, but I saw a couple, couple of interesting ones pop up on Steam recently that are supposed to be coming out soon. I'm curious about those action RPGs, but uh, that's for a different show. show I guess uh, for now, though, we're going to do a little bit of this because we didn't get to do it last week. So sit back and enjoy this. <laughs> Yes, it's a look at artistic games throughout the eras and ages. Uh, we did the first two eras before. Today we get into the 2016 to present. Oh, no, wait. Did we do the... Um, no, no we, we, 2011 we to 2015. only on part three. We're up to tw- 2006 to 2010. Oh, I effed up and screwed up and went too far. There it is. These are the games of that era that are meant to... The, are, we are meant to believe these are the most artistic representations of gaming in their in their time all right this is oh man this is gonna be a good list i just, i didn't look at this before but i looked ahead real quick and i saw one of the games on here and this is a treat all right awesome so we got a akami uh a highly thought of playstation 2 game from 2006 uh adventure game based on japanese mythology uh is like watercolor paintings and it was kind of cool and i didn't play it i just remember thinking it looked neat I played sure. a little yeah. bit same, of it. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. beautiful. But, <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. nice. Didn't play it. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus from Team Ico. We talked about Ico last time. Apparently, <laughs> we're going to talk about them every time they make a game. Yeah, that's just what they do. 
this is the they call it a spiritual successor to 2001's Ico. I, I've always disagreed with that. It's just it's definitely got their tone and their style and their whatever, but it's nothing like Ico. It's like a totally different game with a different story and a different take, and it's not. It's yeah, not- they did some weird universe building business with it. Like, there's a whole thing like where it ties into the mythology because, like in Ico, the whole thing was they kill people that are born with horns on their head and then there's a whole thing at shadow of the colossus where i think like something happens where they're cursed to have horns on their head or something like that like there is a connection like there's a universe connection but it's not it's not like hey you're gonna lead this horse around by the hoof and (laughs) save him from shadow monsters like it's a different game oh you've just described a game i probably would play i want to i want to pull a horse around by the hoof (laughs) <laughs> by the hoof by the hoof uh mother 3 which just showed up on uh uh no not mother 3 the the second ah, whatever the one of them just showed up on the switch online thing uh for the earthbound and earthbound 2 was that what it was or mother 2 and so mother 3 is earthbound 2 so maybe that's what i'm thinking of well whatever it is yeah. there's the earthbound was on super nice this was yeah and this was a game boy advance release in 2006 uh, it is a role-playing game about the story of two twin boys, and that's all I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> Art. <laughs> what if they were people, but they looked very much the same? Whoa. Uh, this, by the way, was only Japan released, but it let's see. It never was released. It was later fan-translated by a group of Earthbound fans. Uh, both it and its predecessor served as inspirations for several other games, like Undertale and Yumi Nikki. Uh, Dwarf Fortress is on here. Roguelike city builder, uh, prototypish Man, type. Of that's deal. one of those games where you hear stories about it, and you're like, "This seems like the greatest game of all time." And then you're like, "If I learn to play it, then you go, you very quickly go, I'm in too deep." Yeah, way too deep. I've, I've made a mistake. It's one of those right. I have a lot of I have a lot of um, admiration and sort of respect for, but I, I can't I can't play that game. I can't play ASCII games anymore. Like, you know, yeah. I'm all for like, you know, gameplay substance over graphics, right? I don't need yeah. your bleeding edge horse balls and Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> uh, you know, I need a I need a good game. But bleeding I'm willing to turn balls. my nose up to ASCII based uh yeah. you know, games at this point. Well I'm this like, one was this one was graphical though, right? This version they're talking eventually, about. Eventually uh, I think I think it has yeah. a graphical version now. It's it's like it's one of those games that I mean he's been working on it all of his career like it's still in development in, in a way it sort of predates the whole minecraft uh, thing that um what's his face notch did right yeah. like yeah the, like, there's a version of door fortress that's you know in color graphics that is available on steam right now yeah. um and maybe now's the time to get in and try it i mean it's been a game that's been in development for 16 years yeah um yeah, yeah it's all graphical actually so maybe I mean, it is better. Uh, I'm going to wishlist it because maybe it is an important game. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. They have a whole bunch of um, uh, games that kind of owe themselves to it. And I'm trying to think of the um, the one in particular. Here we go. You mentioned Minecraft. That's an obvious one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dwarf Fortress, Turtle, uh, the FTL uses some of it. Uh, let's see. Last of Us. The Last of Us devs claim that there's stuff in there. <laughs> I don't know what... Well, I mean, it, it's a roguelike, I think, in the sense that it's one of these games where you're building a c- civilization, but crazy. I think the game that's probably most like it would be RimWorld. That's more modern release. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, it's yeah. more of a management sim that just has a very high degree of flexibility and possibility. And it is also 
permadeathy or whatever, you right. know, like, right. um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a shot one of these days. I heard the same things everyone else heard. It's an amazing game. And, you know, I saw the ASCII and I was like, pass. Yeah. Fun, I don't guys. know. I can't do that either. I feel like yeah. that's a thing where it was a, it was a super interesting thing and, and would catch your eye back in the day, you know, NetHack or I'm trying to think of some other stuff yeah. we used to play. On, I mean, on I played ASCII stuff. games. They were fun when yeah. you didn't have much else in the way of options. But Yeah, that was definitely proto where we are now, but that's the whole point is we are where we are now. RimWorld, I guess, is the one everyone says is the closest analog here. So if you're going to play uh, a Dwarf Fortress-like, it's RimWorld yeah. is the jam. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to see... RimWorld is more like, you know, has Borderlands-level humor, basically. Yeah, it also looks like... I think it also looks like shit. I need, I need more... <laughs> yeah. That's a different thing. That game's made in that engine, like Prison Architect. Like yeah. I just can't do it. It looks too. It's too. I don't like it. It's, it looks too. Um, They're little meeples. Bargain bin. Like it's just. Yeah. It just doesn't hit my brain. It's like I a college. The underlying mechanics might be great. Yeah, it's like a college kid's thesis project on his video game. Is what it reminds yeah. me. Yeah. Just yeah. didn't have the just budget. Can't. But you know, my brother loves Prison Architect. He's got a lot of hours on it, so. Uh, Azar, Azar Axe, I never know how to say your name, dude. Uh, in the chat, he says 50,000 plus hours played of that game. Good Lord. That's of a what? lot. Uh, Dwarf Fortress? No, I think, oh, I think he means, um, I think he means Rimworld. I could be wrong. 50,000 yeah. though? What is that in real time? Holy that's shit. That's a life. That's a, what? that's a human being. It, it, okay. I got to do the math. 50,000 hours Uh-oh. divided by 24 to give us the days. That's 2,083 days divided by 365. Yeah. 5.7 years. That's 5.7 so years of playtime. You're off about by 65 years, Sergio. Oh, Realms of Despair well, says, you a know, I didn't plan on living this long. It's been a surprise for <laughs> <laughs> No, but the average life expectancy is somewhere in the same. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it hit 81 this last year, the average. It's still overwhelmingly positive. I'm going to re wish Rimworld. I may still get into it. There's. Yeah, I may still try it. Like just, the stories no. I hear about it are compelling, which is why I got it and I I got into it. And it seems like something I could learn and do. I just didn't have the discipline to sit down and learn it. But yeah. it, it seemed cool. Like it was one of those things where even doing like the little tutorial, like I could see interesting stories develop in my world and the characters. And I was like, oh, this is so neat. But it's just there's a there's a lot of hurdles to get over and how it looks and how it plays and all that is one of them but i think if you can get past that and learn it i think there is something extraordinarily cool there yeah it's pretty pretty cool uh so user so- named fairy on steam the review is game good look up my hours played five thousand eight hundred and eighty hours on oh record. my lord that's many hours that's many hours yeah that's more hours yeah. than i think i would want to spend on a game like that uh, Bioshock is on here. I think this deserves a spot here. I think yeah, it, this amazing. is an interesting one because in the uh, in the like credit to where why it's on the list, there's actually a citation saying, "Hey, according to who, it's not very well cited." But um, I think Bioshock absolutely belongs on here. Like that's a game where there are sounds and looks and things that immediately just make me feel like I'm in rapture again. Like oh, yeah. I think it's maybe some of the best environmental design between how it looks sounds feels like the game doesn't even hold up as far as how it looks anymore but i still feel like i've been to rapture 
Yeah. Like, I a... feel like I've been to that place, yeah. not played a game there. I feel like I was under the ocean in that world. Like they just, they hit the whole package so well. I completely agree with that. And I think that's probably why it, it belongs here. It's just a, it's a undeniable t- That thing has a vibe <laughs> and there's no escaping that vibe. And uh, I think they did a really good job with it. Portal's on here. I think Portal probably deserves it. Um, yeah, hard to, hard to go wrong with. Yeah. I mean, I Portal- mean it's crazy that it came out <clears throat> with, because it was part of that orange box, right? Yeah, orange box. And it came out with Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Everybody was waiting for it, couldn't wait. Oh my gosh, more Half-Life Episode 2. And everybody booted up Portal and went, oh, well, I'm going to just play this. Like, it was all anybody talked about out of that package for a while. Yeah. And again, that's another one where world building and sort of narrative tone and texture is so good and so well portrayed that it really the game yeah the game at the end of the day is about a very simple mechanic of an orange window and a blue window and they how they feed into each other and that's really it that's the that's the core mechanic how you arrange it is also important obviously to keep some pace and give the game some length but where that game really succeeded was just this what is this mysterious uh uh, you know, gr- what is this group of of uh, strange scientists or people or or what is this company and why am I involved in this? And like having that onion unravel, this was kind of new. I mean, Lost was on TV, but only barely in 07. Um, it was that kind <laughs> of narrative. So yeah. you, so these kinds of narratives uh, were, I think, kind of new then. And I think they just killed it. It's, it's an, yeah. that and Portal 2 are amazing games. They're amazing games. Um, Fallout 3 is on here. We've talked about that a bunch before. John loves that game now. I do love that game. Yeah, three's good. I like three. I think New Vegas should be here, but whatever. It's just me. Uh, Braid, sure. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Summer of Arcade. It was one. You know, one developer made a really creative game that was also very referential to older other games that influenced him, and in a lot of ways, it was the it was the early days of what we now think of as the indie market. Um. Right around always when you saw that stuff starting to pop. This was an Xbox Live Arcade style or Live Arcade release originally. And, um, you know, that guy went on to do some really interesting stuff. Still has one if of the, yeah. Braid had come out later, it would be the definition that I sometimes talk about where I'm like a game that is too like, look at me, I'm so indie. Mm-hmm. But it existed before, like, when that was genuinely a novelty, so I give it a pass. Like, it it misses being indie pompous yeah. because it was too early for it. Yeah. Um, and it really did kind of found and start that era of gaming. And it's good. It's genuinely good. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it definitely, especially with the twist ending of, like, oh, it wasn't about a man chasing a princess at all. You silly. It was about somebody who created the atomic bomb. You're like, Oh Jesus. Okay. (laughs) And like, it's, it's just, it is one of those, but, um, it's very good. I love how you get about precious indie titles. I think it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite constant takes that you have at the ready all the time. I think it's great. And I even disagree with most of it, but I think it's hilarious. (laughs) 
there's a few indie um, games though that I'm absolutely a sucker for. So as much as I like to poke fun, there are some. Yeah, Chat says art film game. Yeah, that's it's kind of that. that's kind of it. Yeah, I like all. But it was games, so but... early, like I feel like I give it a pass because that added that scene didn't exist. So how can you be pompous about a thing that isn't there? Yeah, it wasn't even there yet. Um, yeah. In some ways, this started that. So I don't know. Forget her for ill, Braid. Well done. Flowers, another one in 09 that I really liked. Um, this was made by that game company. That's literally their I love name. Flower. Speaking Flower's of kind of indie art games, but one that works for me, I love Flower. Flower's awesome. Uh, it is in an exhibit right now in the Smithsonian American Art Museum. This was a PlayStation exclusive at the time. I think there was also a version on the Vita. And uh, Flower's rad. It's weird, but cool. It's a cool game. Yeah. Uh, the Path. Uh, this is a psychological horror game inspired by several versions of the fairy tale Little, Little Red Riding Hood, visionary reflection about the loss of childhood innocence between fable and horror. I never played The Path. Never played it. Never played oh, it. No never idea. Heard of it. Never heard of that? Okay. How about Deadly Premonition? This was a weird uh, Japanese game Hell that everyone made fun of. Yes. <laughs> I love Deadly Premonition, y'all. <laughs> Deadly Premonition is an amazing, awful game. It is one of the worst games ever made, and it is so good. I, It's it's so good. Wow. Uh, described as an open-world survival horror game uh, that was described at the time as, quote, the strangest video game of the year and a primary example of games as art praised for its emotional range from traditional uh, survival horror scares to farcical comedy. It just looked like insanity every time I saw somebody playing it. Okay, it doesn't change. So first of all, let's be clear. There are two layers to Deadly Premonition. This game plays like shit. It plays like a game you spent $10 on. It doesn't play well. Mechanically, it feels like you're playing uh, an playstation one game and it doesn't look much better than that and it is and it's a playstation 3 game just to get the era clear yeah yeah. like it's janky it's messed up but the story in it is so good it's like twin peaks uh turned like cranked up and it's you got a main character that talks to himself as if he has an imaginary friend (laughs) he talks about movie references like it is it is so good. The story that it tells is so good that it makes you ignore how incredibly awful the gameplay is. And it's a genuinely interesting murder mystery story that is, like I said, it's it's like Twin Peaks is the best way to describe it. And it is uh, B-movie as hell. Like, yeah. everything about it looks cheap and out of date. Oh, it's so good. It's a bummer. Deadly Premonition is art. The, the sequel uh, just could not hit the hit the high, same highs it was very widely panned as not being nearly as good as the first game yeah um so you never hear people talking about that sequel but you know sometimes you get lucky knock it out of the park how about heavy rain quantic dream playstation 3 uh squeeze a button to make yourself squeeze something you know jason what <laughs> Was that Jason or was I can't remember what the kid's name was? Squeeze remember. button to make yourself feel something so the, the way the game worked Bo, was like they were really into like your hands will be the bumper buttons on your controller. So uh, make sure you get I never there. played it. So yeah, I don't get the reference. It was like trying to create a haptic type experience, but with a traditional controller, it's fine. Heavy rain's a very pretty game. 
Um, like all Quantic Dream games, they're making that new is Star it, Wars game. That uh, high, high. Is it because it was emotional? Had emotion. Yeah, it, it was a emotional. It was. Yeah. I mean, it does. It deals with like child murder and abduction and self mutilation and like yeah, it has themes. heavy topics. I, I, it was okay. Like I played the hell out of it. Uh, when you get to the end of the story and you find out what's going on, um, it kind of falls apart. Uh, spoilers for the 2010 heavy rain for anybody that's going back to it. One of the playable characters that you play as trying to solve the murder is the murderer. And that's a really weird twist to try and pull off because you're playing it in earnest. But in theory, the character would be doing things to cover his tracks and stuff like that. And it kind of, it kind of causes the whole mystery to fall in on itself. So I, I don't really like, like a lot of quantic dream games, I'm very compelled and interested going in, and by the end, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Did any of us play that Detroit game they made? What was that no, called? No. That was, I don't by think that I've time, I had learned my Dream lesson. Game. You never played a Quantum Dream game. So I, I played a little no. bit of Heavy Water or Heavy Rain. Or rain <laughs> heavy Water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the game where you constantly have to go pee. Yeah, that's so the thirsty, but this is water's what was the other job one? interview and you got to keep the pee in you got heavy remember. water y'all the one before this uh ps2 thing i played uh philosophy games here we go it was called beyond two souls or no no no. i'm sorry where is it oh now i don't know where it is and i don't know what the name of the damn thing was maybe it was beyond two souls 2013 yeah, sounds, sounds right, right. Yeah, maybe, maybe sounds that was right it. but i don't thought that know. was good um but they are making that star wars eclipse game that looks neat uh, I mean, it does. It looks nice. Don't you think? It, the graphics are nice till it gets to the end, and they're like Star Wars. Am I was right? Really, a, a prelude to Indiana Jones. <laughs> You're like, oh Jesus. <laughs> well, that's that's quite. Well, Willem Dafoe is in Beyond Two Souls. Oh, is he? That's cool. And before anybody says anything, <laughs> yes, I've read the comic book where Star Wars is a prelude to Indiana Jones. That's true. Is that <laughs> it's real? It's a real thing. Yes. There's a there's a what if Indiana Jones met Han Solo. Oh. And it's the dumbest thing you have ever heard. The Falcon crashes on Earth. Han dies. They don't meet. It's a completely mislead story. Han gets killed. Indiana Jones finds the relic of the Falcon. And I think Chewbacca turns out to be Bigfoot. <laughs> Wait, oh, where did this happen? What game did this happen? That's amazing. That's a comic <laughs> book. Is this a movie or t- is this I think it's a comic book. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Chewie becomes Bigfoot. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Are you sure that's not the greatest comic book you ever read? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little of both. Oh, I got to write this down. Chewy. Yeah, you got to find Bigfoot. that. I bet it's a real blast. Oh, my gosh. That's funny to me. All right. Sorry. Where was I? I didn't expect that. All right. Limbo. We got two more here. <laughs> Limbo. This is one of your precious ones, John, right? You don't. Well, yeah, but this is before they made the really press. So this is the company that would go on to make the game that I think is the most. Oh, look at me. Yeah, I'm this ground indie zero game. of indie, of indie, indie up its own butt indie games. But yeah, this was it? early enough that I forgave it. And it had a cool enough, more unique enough art style that I, I think I, even I got pulled in. Cause it was like, oh, it's all shadow and it's dealing with, uh, you know, like 
spiders and stuff <laughs> like it was fine like i i thought limbo was okay i actually didn't hate it but yeah a lot of people really like it it's got, it's got a pokemon go pass yeah, yeah. John's yeah it doesn't count it doesn't fall into the category what's interesting about this game is it is very influential uh visually there are so many games that rip off this like walking in the shadow dark side scroll thing including themselves their second game was very much like that um yeah, i don't inside, know if i like that's the that. one i don't like yeah you don't like inside but i i don't know if i like the influence because the influence is just i can just always see a game and go oh okay they're doing limbo and then i move on right but no games looked like that before then like that was the thing like i'm glad they opened the door to it and i think that's why it is kind of okay is like nobody did it and when when companies do it right like i think it can be really cool like uh, I know Donkey Kong Country did some levels where it was Donkey Kong's all in silhouette and you just see his red tie. And like, yeah. I think that's cool. I, I know Journey had a moment, you know, where you're all of a sudden you're blacked out and you just see the golden sands behind you. Like, I think it can be done well, well but there were a, a lot game. of people yeah. that were like, well, what if we did it film noir style? And you're like, okay, well, that is just a rip off. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. All right, now we're going to end the 2006 to 2010 era with a horror game I will never play called Amnesia The Dark Descent. Uh, this I can't tell you how many times people have said, Scott, you need to play this. No, I'm not playing this. <laughs> but it's great art. Maybe that'll change your mind. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you think of the great art you're missing. Yeah, here. there's a lot of great, great art. art. You're right. Um, people well, have been trying to uh, pitch it to you wrong by saying, it's scary, you'll love it, you'll get scared, but... Uh, Scott, this is a great artistic It's a beautiful art. Yeah, and then I go, oh, okay, I'll do it. And then I scream for six YouTube episodes, and then I want to die. So, yeah, I don't know. This this always seemed really like I respected it from afar, but there's no way I was going to play this because it has the sanity meter thing. I don't like games that do that because I feel like I'm out of control and I'm going to lose it. And it it worked. Literally, it's working. Like, you've done a good job, Amnesia, of of freaking people out because I literally don't want to play your game. But this is considered by many to be a huge deal, especially in the modern era of what makes a horror game. And so much of what is really actually scary in video games today, they probably owe a little bit of DNA to this thing. Yeah, it was a shift from the dogs jump through the windows and it's scary into stuff that was a little more psychological. I know I said the same thing about Silent Hill, which was a couple lists ago, but this was in another different way. This was atmosphere. This was... Uh, being pursued this was removing like even silent hill for all its oh it's psychological typically gave you a weapon Mm -hmm. amnesia you know it was more of a hide sort of situation so you know that you know you might be in a horror situation where you're helpless so i think it i think it was influential in a different way well the good news is i did play one of their games uh the this developer uh frictional games made the game soma in 2015 which was a uh so five years later, this was like a um, space thing. And it was like survival horror, but was a little dialed back on the horror part. Still scared the shit out of me. There was this glitchy like space Hulk dude that walked around all the time. Mr. X style made me want to die. But Soma's a good game. I'd recommend it. Can you imagine if you were playing the non-passive version of the game? Oh my lord, dude. I just <laughs> imagine that. Imagine if I played disc two of... of uh, uh-huh. Resident, Resident the, Evil uh, 2, can you imagine? The other, the other half of Resident Evil 2? Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah, just imagine. Uh, well, I got a breaking headline and like a few hours ago. We got a uh, Warhammer Dark Tide has a release date. <gasps> Give it to me. 
September 13th, 2020. This year? That's not that far for a game that I've seen nothing but like a a rendered cinematic. There's there's a new trailer. Let's let's celebrate. Okay, so we have a date. That's a four-player co-op. Great time. It's we gotta work. play that. Like, yeah, we're, we're playing. That. We don't play Vermintide. We have to make a date to play Dark Tide. I am more into the, this than I would be Vermintide. Not because Vermintide's not good. It is. It's amazing. But I like shooting shit. And yeah, the forty K universe is oh, yeah. better than that. Give me a bolter in universe. universe. Yeah. Is it zero K? Is that what they call zero K? Yeah, <laughs> it's zero <laughs> or hammer zero K. I don't like zero K as much as forty K. <laughs> Yeah, this is also that's great news. That means this year, because also this year, don't we get that complete remake of uh, of Space Marine? I think that's still happening this year. Uh, that they announced a couple months ago. Can't remember now when that's I coming out. Don't know. Pretty sure all this is Game Pass Day One as well. Oh, well, I think so. Oh, <laughs> I vaguely remember man. hearing that. Yeah, it is. I know Dark Tide definitely is. That one's definitely Game Pass Day One, but I don't know about the the other one. Well, anyway. Uh, so there you go. Artistic games from yesteryear, everybody. That's the list for now. More later. But now this. Shit. Where's my... No, <laughs> find the damn tab. All right. Hey, we're going to talk shit. about the games we played. Oh, wait. Before we do that, I forgot. Steam review. got to yeah. do a Steam review. Yeah. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw, a game I've actually had some interest in. Apparently, there's a review there that uh, we just got a letter from the front uh, back to Martha, letting her and the family know <laughs> how he's doing. And uh, John will take care of this for us. So, uh, John, here it comes. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for Hypnospace Outlaw. Martha, the game is poorly optimized for lower spec computers, and it shows. Even if I could still run the game well, I'd regret buying it. From the looks of the other reviews, people only get about 15 hours of enjoyment out of the game. And I can see why. The game looks amazing. I'm sure you can have fun scrounging for every last hypno coin, but alas, you can only get so much enjoyment out of it. I'd only recommend it to you on sale. $7.50 is the maximum amount I'd pay for it, <laughs> as 15 hours is nowhere near enough enjoyment for a game this high of a price. Managed to refund, thankfully. <laughs> There are plenty of other great games you can flush $20 for. Hitman Blood Money, which you can get 60 plus hours exploring the nooks and crannies and different ways to assassinate people, except for the tutorial, which sucks ass. But it's pretty good other than that. Also, they have a potato mode, which is hilarious, and the game still runs fine even without it. Search up on YouTube Hitman Blood Money Potato <laughs> Modification and look for one of those texts on a background videos. Or maybe Rise of Nations, an amazing strategy game from 2003 with strategically deep <laughs> Conquer the World campaigns and high customizability. Modability and multiplayerility, as it can have up to eight players in a single match, along with a smart AI that may even provide a challenge for you on tough, the difficulty above normal, or maybe even you could play a true classic, one that really beckons to the olden age more so than this game. Uplink Hacker Elite, 
it's only ten dollars and it's amazing is the day they released it in 2001 perhaps comedy is more so your style you can try west of loathing it's a very funny rpg although easy it does have a fair bit of content for its price Doing things like recontaining Roberto or visiting a haunted pickle factory make the game very lighthearted and entertaining. To finish off my review, I leave you with this quote. In order to get started, you'll need to get started. CS188. It's all right here at your fingertips. Yours in this life and the next. Derp. Sorry, he said finger tits. Yeah, he said yeah. finger tits at the end. Okay, okay. Oh, it was a typo, right? I mean, I, mean, I don't I, know. I that, just read what they based, put in front of me. Based on based on that letter, person's not very clever. It's like a review within a review. It's like, yeah. I played this game, but refunded. Why don't you play Blood Money? Blood Money is <laughs> a great. How, act. Here's how you search on YouTube. Yeah, here's like, how to do it. I like that it was a review within a review. It was. It's know. really great. That's one of my favorites you've done. Here's the funny thing, though. Yeah. That sounded like somebody I would not want to spend more than just a couple of minutes with. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Like I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to prejudge anybody. I like a lot of people. We could probably have. You're not prejudging. Have, you've, you've you've you know a lot about this person that's already. True. That's true. It's I've judging. <laughs> but I but I could you know I could go anybody in the chat room today probably any of them at random we could go to lunch have a great time I don't want to be around the guy that wrote that review. Just sounds like a weirdo. It's not into it. Anyway, John, that was fantastic as always. Let's get into the games we're playing this week. Still cranking through uh, Ghosts of Shishima or Ghost of Shishima. Uh, not much to add here. Just really enjoying it, having a blast. Yeah, you're gonna complete that game. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I'm going all the way. Um, it's just a beautiful, great, fun. Just a, I don't know, it's a chill, chillest, coolest game. I really, really dig it. Um, and it runs the PS5 version is really pretty. Uh, I got a game on Steam for, I found a deal for 10 bucks. It's not currently that price, although I think it's maybe discounted on Epic, but the Steam version I got for 10 is normally 20. Um, I, he made this into the show, but you guys know Trixler, right? Big name yeah. in the heroes thing. Yeah. Trixler, the uh, heroes. Yeah. Uh, Trixler reaches out to me and says, turned streamer. Exactly. He turns out, he reaches out to me and says, dude, you're going to love this game. Sounds like it's up your alley. And so I thought, well, I trust Trixler. I'll check this out. So Tris- Trixler, if you're listening, thank you. This is awesome. I do really like it. I have one complaint. I'll get to that in a second. But the game is called Unmetal. Unmetal. Now, you might say, well, that sounds weird. What is it like? Uh, heavy metal riff? Is it like some kind of, uh, you know, what are you doing there? Uh, no, it's none of those things. It's a game that is lightly lifted, I would say. Let's say inspired by Metal Gear Solid, like the old 2D stuff. Metal Gear. Well, without the solid, you mean just the Metal Gear. Without the solid, exactly, because that would be 3D, right? Um, <laughs> metal Gear Liquid. No, metal Liquid. <laughs> liquid Gear. Uh, so it's a game with a really great graphical style. It's like, I'd call it like 16-bit era uh, intentionally. It's how it looks. It's a new game. It's not an old game. Um, <clears throat> made by a very small team. I think that small team may be one guy. Um, there's a number of voice actors in it, so that's something. It's about this main character named Jesse Fox. He's basically a uh, snake, and he talks like snakes. So there's a lot of, I'm Jesse Fox, and I'm going to I gotta infiltrate the Russian thing or whatever. He's like just super snaky. He's got a headband and all of it. And uh, it's this campaign part of it anyway is plays like those old games. It's a stealth action kind of top three-quarter down game, which I like those a lot. 
and it's it plays like an old retro game. And I really, really like how it plays. Here's what I don't like. Listen to some of this dialogue. Well, Mr. Fox, we have plenty of time. Explain what happened. In 1972, a crack commando unit threw me in a prison for a crime I didn't commit. Okay, it just sounds like you and me and Bo doing voices. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Now, yeah. I understand budgets are low, single single developer, all of that. But man, is the dialogue hard to listen to. It's so bad by everybody. And they're trying to be funny and it's never funny. And it's clever as hell gameplay wise and like puzzles and what you got to do and where you got to go is great. But there's things like it tries to fourth wall it and go, well, I threw a coin so the guard would be attracted to it because, you know, guards are attracted to coins and you throw them on the ground. And, and the guy's, oh, that's interesting. Or, or he's telling the story and can't remember part of it. So because he can't remember it, there's no bridge. That, that you get across this level until the end of the fight where he goes, oh, right, there was a bridge. And then whoop, a bridge will show up. So it's got these cornball kind of like fourth wall breaking things happening. Yeah. Um, I think all of that stuff is deserves respect for how much work it took. It doesn't actually affect the game. The gameplay is really great without it. Um, it's the only bad thing about the game is this horrendous freaking dialogue it's just so it's pulling bad. you out of the, the the fantasy rather than pulling you in a little bit yeah it's just and you know what it would have worked but it would have been better just to have like old school text boxes like when he would say oh, something it's not too late they can update the game get us to do it yeah have us do it sure yeah, yeah, you're like, gonna do any better yeah uh, <laughs> well they got to change the script but we can probably work that work that out yeah. how many lines of dialogue are in this game in the that. chat room by the way someone says uh i'm sure the voice acting is intentional no it is they're trying, but it's not funny. It's just not. They would have been better to just play it straight. Like it's, yes, yes, right. play it straight. Because I think when you're, it's one thing to just play it straight, and then it's another thing to try and pull meta humor. Yeah, and meta humor is a is mostly shitty to do. It's hard, you're like Rick and Morty levels of of yeah, um, scope and talent. Like otherwise, it's yeah, it's hard. You know, it's not it easy. Just, it looks, it just comes off amateurish. That's true in movies and and other forms of entertainment as well. Bill yeah. Bill's above in the chat says, "No, it's funny." No, I look. I know it's subjective. Nothing more subjective. <laughs> nothing's more subjective in this world than humor. Ah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. But I am telling you, go play just a little of this game and listen to these jokes. They fall so flat. And I'm not saying it's a bad game. I really like. In fact, I'm I'm wholeheartedly recommending this game to anybody who likes stealth action games or 2D games or, you know, that old kind of game. It's amazing good time. But holy shit, it's not. And it's not a so bad it's funny either. It's like a, how do I explain it? It's like watching a kid's play in, in a junior high or something and thinking it's genuinely funny. It never is. Even if they're doing a comedy, it's just poorly delivered, badly written, not so bad. It's good. That's not what this is. This is Sharknado. If you're looking for a, a, okay, here we go. This is it. This is my scenario. If you're looking for a movie, that's like a bad B movie, like a horror movie. You don't go to Sharknado. Why? Because they're trying to do it on purpose. And it's obvious the entire time they're trying to do it on purpose. You might have a nice, decent time or something, but, but you're never going to go, oh, this is like Troll 2 or no, everybody was really giving it their best and their earnest try and it just came out like shit. That's so bad it's good. <laughs> Sharknado's on purpose. The pain has to be real. 
<laughs> the, yeah. the, there has the, to be a level of earnestness. Like I haven't played the game, so my experience with it is a hundred percent the clip you just played. But the delivery is not endearing. It just sounds like we couldn't actually get a real voice actor to deliver, whether intentional or not. It yeah. just it it sounds like this is what we could afford to get, which is distracting. And quoting the A team is like, hey guys, what if he said the exact thing from the A team? And it's just such a yeah. it's just not funny. Yeah, it's that's just my not it, like there's nothing funny about that. Like, what is the joke? Well, it's the thing from the A team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not funny. And so I, I I'm not gonna say that the game doesn't get better, but I'm saying you've played like five seconds of the game yeah. and i hate it <laughs> <You already hate laughs> like, that's it. it they later in the game he says that uh crime i didn't commit and he says it that way about five more times in the time i've played it so they don't even they still don't know when to stop doing that um chad it is a little zoom i wouldn't say zoomer humor i'd call this boomer humor like zoomer humor is at least as you know meta and and meany and weird but it's Shit, all, it's like writing it, is a thing too. Like yeah, even if the voice acting is bad, they just have to read the lines. I think from what I'm gathering, it's just not well written. A good example, like that that freaking Pathfinder game. What was that other one? King, not King Slayer, the or Kingmaker, the other oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot that. I refunded it because of the writing. Yeah, the voice acting was actually good, and it's still like uh, sucked turbo trash like. <laughs> all day like kirby you know like kirby level like i I had to refine it was so egregious the expository and unfunny yeah and like from what you're just like described like you know oop there's a thing magically just like it's just bad writing like anyone i think who's you know show don't tell right so it's just like it's not did you did you sneak a sneak a kirby uh slide in there did i hear a an anti-kirby comment yep i slipped a kirby (laughs) suck reference oh oh i see because he sucks i got it he sucks turbo trash okay so i got it if kirby sucks on a dumpster he turns into a dumpster because that's actually why i would use kirby and the new and the land the lost land or the hell the new one's called i would use that as an example of how to do this right don't Here's a better way of saying it. Don't have Sonic talk. All right. The smartest thing Nintendo ever did was have Mario just go, woohoo, let's go, and never say anything else of any real meaning. If they'd have had him going, hey, guys, it's time to go get the princess. Okay. What do you, that's a mistake. That is a you like pepperoni on your pizza? <laughs> I don't know. He talked during the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and I found it more. And endearing. it was bad. It was bad. No, bad. when it was Captain Lou, it was great. He was like, "Hey, paisanos, hey!" Was <laughs> yeah, see, but they Mario. were trying to make a good kid show. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to they make, were a, trying good to make a good show. A kid show, and in the process, they made like uh, WTF was this? Like, yeah, and okay. it was, and that one is also earnestly made, and therefore makes it better than it should be. This, I'm just saying. Like a lot of games on a low budget, they just didn't have that. Uh, that being said, this makes maybe makes the makes my review even more positive. I'm still going and still really enjoying it, despite that, because yeah. the gameplay's great. It's legit good, like really fun, well thought out. Uh, plays great. It's awesome. So I'm there gonna. There was a game you recommended recent, not too long ago, to me that I tried that was similar to this, where I could tell the gameplay would have been interesting, but I couldn't get over the humor. What was that? Like, you remember what that was? Um, was? Some like futuristic, like it was a top-down 
set in the future. The tutorial was very self-aware. I just couldn't get over how oh, awful um, the writing was. The one where you ran around uh, kind of almost GTA style. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that called? That's on game. It was on Game Pass, or at least it was. I don't know if it is now. Can't remember um, the name of that game. Yeah. I really like the gameplay of that game. The writing is honky horse. Who? It was so bad. <laughs> Sorry. What? I can't what, remember what the name of the game. game. It's um, I'm trying to remember what it was. It's like we, GTA. Watch that. Really though, me- mechanically, it's like GTA, but it's like a top-down, pixely looking thing. Your dude can oh, run it. into a bar and shoot a guy, and then all hell breaks loose, and th- th- that affects how others treat you. And hmm. I can't remember the damn name. I was so excited about it too, because so much of the game seemed like such a cool idea, um, but. Yeah, I, I mean, like this seems like that for me. Like it's another one where, as cool as the gameplay sounds, like I need the writing and the story and all of that to be good. I I couldn't do this one. Yeah, you wouldn't I mean, like part it. Part of chat, chat rooms debating the Path of the Righteous thing. They're saying writing's not bad. I'm like, you can't go from playing Disco Elysium to Path of the Righteous and not <laughs> think it's absolute. Turbo well, and that's trash. another problem. If you're playing something really good, it's like TV or something. If I'm it's like the best writing in all yeah. of game gaming in the past few years, and then you know, oh, I am Elsinore of the Paladins of Order, and I come from the town of this, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, go to hell. <laughs> Yeah, get out of here, buddy. <laughs> Just get, get the hell out of here. I need more I'm going to go back to doing speed and, and, and singing karaoke. Here's a little more of it. This is when they're doing, you're kind of talking to your colonel guy on the radio. Let's just hear it and see. Turns out, I got too close. Next thing you know, I was surrounded by a bunch of pricks aiming rifles at my head. Did you at least manage to see what they were loading? Sure did, but I was disappointed. What did you see? It's just so... Oh, jeez. Do you see what I'm saying? It's uh, not. I mean, people can find the good in anything, but I think it. Look, I'm going to call it here. It's objectively pretty. Not that's what I'm good. saying. That's what I'm uh, saying. Props to the guy for being a single developer. I'm not saying it's easy <laughs> or anything like that, right. but you know, it's the games industry. You're asking us to spend money based on novelty. It's hard to fake the feeling of novelty when I listen to that. It I, I also like, think the know, writing of it would work better again if it was Animal Crossing style text. You just write. There's not so much of it that you couldn't do this. So just have it go. Just to do that. Like, I admire the the will. The, you have a, you're an artist, especially you have a vision. Yeah, you want the voice to be there. But you know, constructive criticism is good. Yeah, it's not bad to like say like I liked this game. I didn't like this part. If you plan on making another one, here's an area for you to try and aim it <laughs> yeah. a little better. Yeah, All right. Yeah, because your core game is rad. So. Good luck. Um, all right, so that game's cool. Thanks, Trixler, for the recommendation. I'm going to uh, keep playing that. Uh, Kirby still playing that. I'm not taking. I'm not rushing through that game because I am. It's like a. It's like a fine wine, just to sip here and there, clear a <laughs> level. It's really creative. An amazing game. Kirby in the Forgotten Land is like. Uh, I needed this game in my life. There's just such a pure, wholesome. And also at the same time, weird thing going on with everything Kirby does. I love it. And you will never get me to talk bad about that game, that character, or the entire series of Kirby games. They're all amazing. Yeah. Look, it's not it's not a game I've ever found appealing, but I've always had a one hundred percent approval for Kirby and whatever's going on with that. It's, yeah. See, I even, appreciate even weird things. Yeah, you should and he is he is this is a very okay, so Nintendo usually, you know, 
we always talked about this with Blizzard in the past, but Nintendo doesn't, they rarely put out a first uh, party title that isn't extremely polished, right? Just UI is nice and smooth and clean and creative. The music is always top notch, the character animation, all the stuff like that's, that's Nintendo's MO usually. This is one of those, like this is top down from beginning to end, a really well-made polished game. It's a beautiful game, which is I don't know, surprising given the age of the Switch at this point. Um, but it runs great, looks great, f- plays great. Boss fights are hard. It's great. I love Kirby. Kirby and I, friends forever. Kirby, your enthusiasm. Yep, Kirby, my enthusiasm. Um, then, finally, the one I really want to tell you guys about, because it was a bit of a find, and I'm really loving it. Again, it goes a little old school. It's called The Hunt Down, and I recommend you guys go look at some video of this, either on Steam or somewhere. The, the hunt down. The hunt down. I got on Switch because it was on sale for seven fifty. It's normally twenty bucks. Sounds like a square dance. <laughs> it kind of does. What it is is an homage to the old run and guns of the Genesis era, and by Genesis I mean that quite literally because not that it's on the Genesis, but its its graphical style is definitely that kind of edgier '90s action. My guy's half cyborg, half human. You know kind of vibe to it and your contra vibe kind of but even more like i don't know how to explain it i i love this game and this game has great voice work amazing voice work in this game but it's a little bit more like um it's not just run and gun like contra it's run and be smart and then gun and then run some more like you you want to be careful you don't want to just run and gun you you whether it's boss fights or just killing regular uh bad bad guys there's a lot of like, nope, take cover because that guy's got a shotgun. If you don't take cover, he's going to kill you. But your cover is destructible. So like there's some cool modern things happening in a game that feels like it's meant to look and feel old. Looks pretty cool. It's so good, you guys. The The pixel art is some of the best I've ever seen. The action feels great. The boss fights are incredible. Is it multiplayer? Uh, it's Yes, co-op. Uh, I don't know about online, but I know it is definitely couch co-op. Um, so you can play that way. There are three characters. There's the lady. Um, <laughs> the lady. Well, here I'll play. I'll play a bit of it. Uh, this is her talking. This is her getting a contract in the beginning. Anaconda, Wolf Mother. Welcome back. It has been a long time since the company acquired your services. So once again, you were personally selected for the job. We trust you are willing to accept. Got nothing better to do, Ms. Rose. I had a feeling you'd say that. So cheesy. This is an example of how this can work and work well. It's still cheesy dialogue. It's way like 90s, you know, all that. But they they deliver it in the most straightforward, earnest way, and it works for this game. Um, it's great. I don't have anything bad to say about the the hunt down. Everyone should play yeah. the hunt down, and I mean it. That and it's, seems cool. And it's cheap, and it's everywhere. It's on every console and every thing. I think Epic has it for 10 bucks right now. Um, I had so much fun with this game. It's really good. All right. I also installed Weird West, but I didn't play it yet. So, John, we're going to go to you. Do you want to talk about that first? Because I really want to know about Weird West. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, Weird West, I haven't played a lot of it yet. Um, I only had a little time to play it. Um, first impression is good. Not not great. It's interesting. I've never played a game that felt more like I was booting up a old PC game. 
Oh, like not weird. one that set the world on fire, but just like a good one. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to find a good way to describe this game because it's weird. Like I felt like I was just playing, uh, like I had found an old bunch of my uh, old PC games, and I just put one in. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember this game back in the day. Yeah, let's play a little bit of this. Like it controls and plays in a very like specific kind of retro way i want to say and like even from its presentation like everything about it is just slightly different than what i was expecting going in um i think the universe and the concept of like wild west but it's like a cult and like kind of over the top is super cool um it plays kind of like an rpg but a lot of the rpg stuff that's in there is not Again, it's not what you would expect in the modern sensibility. Like mm. they give you a character. Like you you don't create a character, you don't create a background like you are this person. The story is exactly this. Yeah. Um and you're going to go on and how you approach the story is a little bit up to you. Like you can go steal from people, you can go guns blazing, you can try and be stealthy like you have some creative control, but you are on this specific story. And yeah, there's just something about it that feels like a very specific kind of retro to like RPGs of old. Yeah. And does it, does it I feel like, that's like, a- like it's that in the good ways and the bad ways. Okay. Okay. So it isn't an ARPG. I'm just watching stuff. No, it, it doesn't play like an ARPG, like an ARPG at all. Mm. Looks like it looks a bit like the ascent. If I just from visual when I look at the trailer, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Comparison, yeah, it plays a lot slower. I'm trying to think of you know, it, it plays more like an action y version of almost like a tactics game. Like, there's no mm. pausing or anything like that, but it has that kind of meticulous feel to it. Yeah, um, yeah, interesting. And so, so, this is this is Devolver Digital, known for weird almost retro inspired mashups with modern sensibilities blah blah is that what you're trying to describe does it feel like a like oh of course this is devolver this is a game they would publish you know what i mean like that kind of yeah i mean it definitely kind of falls within their category of like here's something that's just very weird and and outside of the outside of what you might expect from a a video game publisher Mm -hmm. um it feels like it's missing one level of polish that I might expect it to have. Like it feels rough, but the roughness that's there feels true to what it feels like the product is like, that's the part I'm having a hard time describing is like, I feel like I've picked up an old, like fallout game yeah, and I'm playing it. And it is exactly the experience that I would have had if I was playing it then. It's not modernized. It's not different. It just is this, but it's a, it happens to be a new game. Mm. And I, I'll be curious if that if that stays that way as I put more time into it. Because again, I haven't played a lot. Um, I just sort of enough to do some combat and see the world and see the mechanics. And you know, it's got a map layer, and you've got random encounters that can happen while you're traveling, like. It it definitely looks like it builds up too because there's like a whole like a cult power thing that I I didn't unlock anything to, um, but yeah everything I've done so far just has this like very specific era of video gaming feel to it. Mm. Um, that's kind of like 
I never I don't remember the older Fallout games like pre three very well, but like that's the thing that comes to mind when I think. Oh, I am getting kind of a Fallout two vibe from the video. I wonder if that's why I'm feeling that uh, is what you're describing. So these are X. Um, shoot, who do they used to work for? Uh, well, it's Wolf Eye Studios. Sonored and Prey, Arcane. Yeah, yeah, Arcane. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, Arcane, X Arcane guys, and uh, they. This is their first big uh, effort to do uh, whatever. Um, the reviews are generally really positive on this thing. Are you playing on Game Pass? Yeah, I got it on uh, PC for Game Pass. I want to try it without the controller. Like looking at it, I thought, oh, well, this looks like a controller game. And then I started playing it with the controller, and I was like, this doesn't feel good Hmm. (laughs) this feels like maybe it was designed for a mouse and keyboard maybe i don't know the aiming's a little weird but again i can't tell if that's intentional um as part of like that's the challenge of shooting um or not uh it's a it's been an odd experience like it wasn't a bad one um but i went in i think expecting something expecting one thing and getting something different. And I think once my brain is like, okay, well this game is what it is. Let's, let's evaluate it for what it actually is. (laughs) I'll have a better idea of how to describe it. It it just, it surprised me how old it felt in its like design and gameplay. Um, Uh, It didn't feel bad, not old, like bad, but old, like these are a bunch of retro ideas and mechanics and it's like something you've seen before and played, you know, 10 years ago. Sure. I get that. Um, the, for the, for just for the record, this is just an interesting tie in the name of it. I wondered where it came from. I did a little digging before the show, uh, weird West or weird Western is a term used often collectively for the hybrid genres of fantasy, Western, horror Westerns, and science fiction Westerns. Um, you could argue this was started like way back in these early DC days for like weird Western tales, uh, some of that stuff in the early 70s, but even some like early B-movie 30s stuff uh, where West Westerns were kind of mashed in with what if, the, what if vampires were real or, you know, this sort of thing. And it seems like this is absolutely playing on that like it's basically yeah. saying we're taking that little subgenre and making a video game out of it that to me is compelling on its own so i'm probably gonna get in and play this setting is super cool like it started and i was just like man i want to do a D campaign i mean i know there are like and chats even said it like deadlands like there are tabletop games it doesn't have to be D, but you know what i mean like yeah. i just want to do like something in this world because it it just is so cool. Like the, this concept of like the Western, but you mix in like, you know, like that. the first thing you're dealing with, they're like, yeah, they're probably cannibals. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, we're opening on cannibals and we're just going to build from there. Great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, it's definitely going dark. I mean, you, the game opens with your son and dog being murdered and your husband being, uh, kidnapped. um, taken prisoner and uh like that's the that's the opening of the game and your character really doesn't seem kind of nonplussed by it like that's the other thing is like we've gotten to this place in games where things have become so cinematic that it feels weird when those elements are gone but back in the day those elements weren't there so like is the opening your your child is been killed maybe this is recent dad talk happening but my character just goes outside gets a shovel (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) buries them maybe if you choose to do it and it's like all right well yeah that's the way it was back then you you had 10 of them so that four would survive and keep the farm going yeah (laughs) well like like it's just kind of this non-plus like you put into it what you what you want and that's kind of where the rpg element comes in because you're like okay well i need to find out who did this and there's an interrogation scene and you can ask nicely or you can threaten or you can torture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, now I'm projecting how I feel about what's happened to this character. And I can make a, a role playing decision based on that, you know, and she's going around like knocking people out in the video you're showing right now. And I was yeah. like, no, I don't want to knock these people out. They killed a kid like right out of the bat. These people get a bullet. Like that's what they get. Yeah. Shank um, these mother effers. Kill them. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like looking for the button. Like, okay, I knocked him out. Where's the button to stab him now on the ground? Like we got, where is it? How do we feel about so, her run animation? How do we feel about that? Something. It looks there. weird. Yeah. It, it looks extremely weird. It looks even weirder when you're crouched to doing it. Like, Everything about the game, and it, it's got weird in the title, so I'm hypersensitive to the fact, but like everything about this game, I just want to describe as weird. Yeah. Like, it's just, it feels old and odd, but not awful. It's, yeah. it's just very, very weird. Hmm. All right. Oh, I also died within like the first 10 seconds of the game because I, I started the game and I got out of bed. And there was a lantern on the desk. And I was like, well, I maybe I need a lantern. I don't know what kind of game this is. Lanterns are pretty useful in video games. So I picked up the lantern and the character's just like holding the lantern with both hands directly out in front of them. And I was like, oh, well, this is useless. This isn't going to be good. Put it back on the nightstand. And I couldn't figure out how to get her to do it. So I was just like, okay, drop it. And she threw it down on the ground and it erupted on the bed and my house caught on fire and I burned to death in the first like seconds of the game. And I was like, all right. So that also informed the like, this feels like an old game. This is janky as hell. Like modern games, they'd never let you do that before the tutorial even kicks in. So it, it's just a, it's an oddity. I think people should play it. I think it's fun, but I, I can't, I can't say too much good about it yet because I'm still just so gobsmacked that it exists. Yeah. Well, again, I feel like you're, I feel like you're describing a, a devolver game. Um, they tend to, this is how they do weird shit. You know, it's like inscription, for example, which one, by the way, one game of uh, the year at the GDC last month or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, oh, this has got some like Max Payne slow-mo in it. This is cool. Yeah, I didn't get far enough to be able to do that. Or it, yeah, actually, so I, I should reading. be far enough to be able to do that because this is where I was at, but I couldn't do this. So I, oh. I, I maybe I'm bad at it. I don't know. But. <laughs> maybe. But what were you saying? Well, the game, I think, because um, I was wa- I was watching some trailers and stuff and like videos while you're doing it. The word that keeps coming up is immersive sim. Oh. I think I think this game might have a lot more uh, going on under the hood. Yeah. It seems like maybe because you know, looking at it, I look at this game and I go like, pass. It's like shite, you yeah. know, for the most part, right? Like, yeah, maybe there'd have to be something special to warrant paying the money for it. So I think a lot of, you know, we talked about a lot of games like this at some point tonight, like RimWorld and stuff like that. It looks like crap, but people love it. It's got complex systems and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this may be another one of those that has um, emergent gameplay. We're mm-hmm. like, you know, approaching levels and, and solving problems. It's, there's not one prescribed path. It's not like go here on the map, face the encounter. Yeah. 
and then you're done like Elden Ring. I'm going you know, to like, make the argument that this makes it what you're describing and what I've seen and what John have said. This makes it a perfect Game Pass game because this is the kind of game you would otherwise probably go. Uh, I'm not going to invest 40 bucks and find out the hard way. Instead, you can just throw it on and go. Do I like it? Maybe I do. I don't is know. it on Game Pass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where John's. Oh, I have Game Pass. That's interesting. Yeah. So you can just play it. <laughs> I mean, I should boot it up. Yeah. The only reason I have Game Pass is because I want to play Elden Ring with online features on my Xbox. Yeah. So maybe I should get some my values worth. I'll go install it right now. You should. Now. There's some good stuff on there right now. I got kind of hooked onto a game called Ambernick. Not Ambernick. Um, shoot. It's like Simon's Quest level looking uh, Castlevania-like on there. Yeah. It's the name of that game chat. Someone in there is going to know. It's good. It plays like an old old ass Castlevania game. It's fun. It's super bloody though. It's like blood everywhere all the time, which is also great. Cannot remember the name of it. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, it's not on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I uh, also continuing to play. Well, I'll just go up my list. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, continuing to play Final Fantasy VI. Uh, that game's finally starting to click with me. I mean, I it did right away from the story perspective, but I was having a hard time with the combat in that game. Um, and I'm having a good time. That game is really deep and, uh, it's a really good final fantasy. So I know that's not a surprise to a lot of people. It's a pretty beloved one, but, um, what do you think the slow burn was for you in that just like not being able to like totally get the, the fervor of it right away? Do you think it's just, well, the problem is the storyline goes in a pretty weird, uh, direction all of a sudden, uh, like kind of out of nowhere. And, um, it decides to become very hard (laughs) following this radical shift. And I think it does it to try and sell you on an oppressive like world. Cause we'll just say there's a change in state in the world. And I think they want you to, uh, to kind of appreciate that a bit. And uh, it kind of does the thing where it's like, it gives you a bounty of things very early in the game and then they takes it all away. And so it's kind of, learning to adapt to it but i'll also say like the fights in final fantasy 6 for some reason are a bit more tactical and strategic um you know you'll come across something where you need a very specific strategy to overcome it like um chat told me to go do a thing and they're like hey go 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 check this out and i went there and i was like oh i got killed instantly what do i do and they're like well you got to do this and I hadn't planned for it. And I hadn't brought anything. And I hadn't anticipated it. And it's like, well, okay, now I got to leave and I got to go back in and try again because I didn't, I didn't expect that I was going to need to jump through these hoops to make this combat work. So if there's a level of trial and error with some of the harder fights in that game, it feels like. Although I'm now approaching the position where my characters are super powered and I feel like everything's going to be a bit more trivial going forward. Cause we are reaching my chats mean to me and they've been having me do some weird stuff in that game. Yeah. But they've been, they've been powering me up. They're like, tra- they're like trolling get. you or something kind of a little bit. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. They, they sent me to a place. They're like, Hey, they got me a really great weapon. I'll just tell this story from the stream. They had, they got me this really great weapon and they're like, Hey, there's a better version for that weapon. Go yeah. here and do this thing. So I went there, I did the thing they asked me to do. And I, it takes me into a special dungeon. I start walking around. I get in the first random encounter murdered instantly. Yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, you're probably not strong enough to fight the things here. 
that's fine. Just equip the thing that makes it so there's no random encounters. But they didn't tell me this in advance, so I don't have the character that can equip it with me. Yeah. So I can't actually do that. They just made me go here as like a super dick move of them to do. Um, but I went ahead and I continued to uh, follow their advice and got, I, I guess, a, a hidden character or something like that from that. And you know, better swords and stuff. So they're getting me good stuff, but they are definitely letting me take my lumps along with it. And they're like, we know how to defeat this boss, but we're not going to tell you until you've died to it. I was like, oh yeah. God. So it, it's <laughs> been a trial by fire to some degree. My chat room's really, they're really like, let him take his lumps, then help him out. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And uh, there's some, there's some fun characters with some fun mechanics that like kind of make the, typical final fantasy like power leveling or having to level up your character more fun like there's a character that can learn attacks that enemies do uh, or take on traits of enemies and there's a whole like mini game of teaching him abilities and that's been kind of fun to do and so i'm still having a really good time with that um the one i feel like i need to talk about though that i played this week is tiny tina's wonderlands oh yeah Okay. Uh, Bo sold me on this last week. Yep. Um, he convinced me with his uh, his convincing arguments, and um, you know I've had some strong opinions on Borderlands. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had yeah, a, lot it was of, a little strange that it managed to do that. We've had a lot of thoughts on this, and yeah. I actually think Tiny Tina's Wonderlands fixes the biggest problem with Borderlands. Oh, what was your... Um, uh, remind people, because I don't remember what your biggest problem was. I think the writing and the humor in Borderlands is bad. Yeah. Like, uh, on par with what we've been talking about earlier, bad. Yeah. But I think Tiny Tina's actually fixes it, because what it does is it frames it all as a and d session. So when they do low effort humor that's just not very good you're like well that's tiny tina she sucks <laughs> like it, you're not you're not going freaking developers of borderlands think i will find this funny i'm instead going tiny tina thinks i find this funny and it's all right yeah. like for some reason that buffer helps the jokes land a little better even though it's doing things very similar to like what you were talking about scott so mm. like you know, you'll get in a boss fight. You'll defeat the boss and she'll go, uh, now that the boss has been defeated, a bridge appears and then a bridge will just go and spawn in the world. That's dumb. It's a stupid thing, yeah. but it's a D&D campaign. So who cares that it's dumb? It's acceptable in this in this particular circumstance. Mm. Like the framing of it being a game within a game really makes the humor it doesn't always land like i haven't been sitting there going oh my gosh this is so funny but instead of being cringy it's been you know kind of at worst eye rolly and at best you're like oh this is kind of endearing so it's not like actively working to make you not want to play instead it's 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 either well good enough that it's part of the world and you've accepted it or you know i think it needs multiplayer i think it's funnier with people it's not so like you know, you'll watch Curb Your Enthusiasm by yourself and be like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. Yeah. Right. But some stuff is just more funny or worth watching when other people are around to be like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, just feel I like, haven't. Yeah, yeah, that's how I, feel I haven't it. once busted up laughing in this game. <laughs> hasn't yeah. hasn't happened. And it's a game that definitely thinks it's funny. And it hasn't it hasn't made me laugh once. 
And the most I've chuckled was when my wife was in the room and we were watching it together. So I, I think that goes to what Bo's saying. E- like it is even if more fun with people kind of laughing at it together. Even if the game isn't funny, someone might crack wise based on something that the game does. And then that will be funny. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, uh, Oh, look, there's uh, uh diaper elves out there. It's like, okay. Uh-huh. Diaper Someone's elves. Like, Sweet. Yeah. Let's go smear a dirty diaper in their face. And that's funny. You know, maybe it's the game, but it's somebody's weird comment or, you know, yeah. how's yeah. the shooting. Is the shooting good? Perfect. Great. Shooting. Yeah. Great. Shooting's uh, pretty solid. I did do some tweaking to the game. Like I, the first night I played this, um, had the weirdest experience. I played basically default everything. Mm. And I laid down that night and I felt like I was nodding while oh. I was laying in bed. Oh, weird. And I I've was like, yeah. what the hell is going on? Like, it just felt like my head was moving up and down. Yeah. And so the next time I played, I turned off head bob or like turned that slider all the way down to remove head bob in the game. Yeah. And I also reframed the weapon to be, I think it's like center. Like there's this weird option about where the aiming reticle is yeah. uh, as to whether it's center or not. And by default, it's not center. And I had always felt like I was aiming in the wrong place with the guns in the game. Yeah. And I changed that and I felt I felt a lot better and I didn't get that weird like headache from the head bob. I don't know what it is about the head bob motion in this game. Even with it turned all the way off, there's something about the movement and the hands coming in front of the screen that like is still a little bit jarring to me. Um, but with it turned on, it was too much and I don't get motion sick in games ever. So that that was a bit weird but uh, other than that like the shooting's fine like there's definitely guns i like and guns i don't like you know the the crossbows are really cool the sniper rifles are cool i got one gun that just shot like a big line of things and i thought that was the worst gun in existence so like <coughs> you definitely find your favorites uh the weapons are cool the spells are cool and like, it's, it's borderlandsy really in the sense package. that it's it's a looter shooter and you're still getting tons of crazy statted up weapons, right? That's the idea. Yeah, yeah. and okay. you yeah. can pick. Uh, they do have two. Mo- yeah, they do have two modes. You can do. They call it uh, cooperative and cooperative uh, oh, when it comes to loot. Like, so you can basically do the same loot drops for everybody, and you got to figure out who gets what, and then they have everybody gets their own independent loot. Interesting. Um, it's shared can, loot or individual loot. You can pick yeah. for your preference. Yeah. Okay. And even if you're, I think if you're playing on different difficulty levels, you can still play in the same game as well. Mm. So if someone wants it on hard mode, they can play hard. You can still play as your friend who gets it on easy mode. They just, you know, take less damage, do more damage. Pretty sure. much. Sure. Yeah. It's well, not like locked, like, you know, in Diablo monster levels kind of locked to the party. So you got to play, but this one, you know, adapts to, you guys are selling me on this. I mean, you kind of. No, no, me I, this week. is a great game. I, I, I'm not playing it. I stopped playing it because I'm like, I like this game, but I'm not gonna really, unless I have nothing else to do. I'm not really gonna play it alone. Huh. So, just not gonna be uh, be your thing. Like, well, yeah. I mean, we're still knee deep into Valheim, so it's like I'm maybe waiting for a Mike and Crofting game. But if you guys are playing it, I know Nicole Spag has bumped me. I said we should play together. Yeah, so I knew she. Know. I guess she heard the show and went, "Oh yeah, I'm." Playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, it's four of us. If we all have the game, we can. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't play. mind playing it. Uh, Jocelyn's playing. A few other people I know are playing it, and yeah, it seems yeah. like everyone's really like either surprised at how much they ended up liking it, or they were they thought they were sick of the 
the the formula from Borderlands, but this ups ups the game in a bunch of ways and fits real well. It just, and, it's I don't just know. it's not really border like it's Borderlands because you recognize like you know Mr. Torg is back. I was very happy about that. Um, Brick is there. He's from like one and other, you know the regular the cast is there. Yeah, but it's pretty much not a Borderlands game. John said it earlier. It's like they took the best. It's a Borderlands game where they took the Borderlands out of it. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> and, and like, you know, it's like, yeah. So it feels it feels fresh, but the same. Is it open oh. worldy? Like, okay. So uh, it's, it's like final. It's like a JRPG. There's a there's a map. Okay. You know, like John's playing these Final Fantasy games. Yeah. It's the same thing. But it's it. So you go to the dungeon, you go to the town and then the town's in 3D. But okay. it's not open world like. And Borderlands has never really been that way, but but in previous Borderlands, it was like you would fast travel places, and then it would be connected instances, kind of, you know, like so. Yes, it was open world, but it was just a bunch of maps connected by nodes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. This is um, this is more JRPG, which I, I'm interested to see in multiplayer. When you're a party, do you get your individual dudes on the map, or is one person the party master? I don't know. I'm, I'm it would be it. fun if on that little mini map because you can throw punches. Like I think it just it would be fun to see all four people running around that mini map just punching each other. Like I can see there being some good stuff in here, and and yeah, the humor really, again, like it, it's not evolved the humor but it just reframes the humor in a better way like i'll give you a perfect example there's a part where typical fantasy like campaign stuff you have to go blow up catapults yeah like go around to each of the catapults and blow it up and tiny tina being this like crazy little girl in you know a borderlands world goes uh she has the npc give you blocks of c4 to do it yeah and the person at the table, I think it was Wanda Sykes character says, Tina, I know you like explosions, but C4 doesn't exactly scream fantasy game. And she goes, okay. Uh, he doesn't give you C4. He gives you fantasy four. <laughs> and it's yeah. that joke. Isn't the best joke in the world, but when it's a little, like crazy girl telling the joke instead of video game developers telling the joke. Yeah. I know it's the same thing, but in my head it's different. No, you know, that's, that's like, okay. I you're think just that's like, actually, yeah, she, this was the best she could think. You explain. Like, I think you just describe the difference. Like yeah. delivery matters and, and how you do it matters. And maybe they just finally started nailing it over there at gearbox. They got it. You know, they figured it out. Their humor has been rough. Maybe maybe we're in a better place. I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. I want to play it. Yeah, Watching this video is solid. I think you should. It. I, I think I think together. it. I think it's the same level of writing. I think it's just it's because it's it like the 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 Borderlands franchise has been this sort of like edgy, nothing matters. Life is it's very cynical. Life is not precious. Yeah, everyone's stupid humor and and I just think it's because it's like it's a little girl's D and D campaign that it becomes endearing or funny. Like fantasy four is like, yeah, that works. It's funny, but not that funny, but I get, you know, like it, it just works better, yeah. but it's the same level of humor, but it's coming from an actual kid instead of adults, I guess. Someone you know, told, like I, yeah. it's just borderlands never. Someone told <laughs> me it was like very- basically borderlands three. It's like a borderlands three mod technically. And I don't mean that as a overall indictment of the game. What I mean is like, the engine, how it looks, how it feels, how weapons work, that sort of yeah, thing. Is like a total really, conversion mod. Yeah. 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 That's fine. With but me. like the, the, the core, the core juice of what makes the borderlands game great is, is, is here. So, yeah. 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 
Well, uh, there you go. John's enjoying it. I think I may have to get it. Damn it. And there's lots of cool things, too. Like, no one's ever really done the the uh, grenade reload gun. Like, mm-hmm. that was always a Borderlands special where mm-hmm. certain guns might have a, a tag where instead of reloading it, you throw it like a grenade and then you get a new gun. Yeah. Like, you know, has, there's some really interesting gun mechanics that never really made it into other shooters that Borderlands pioneered that I forgot about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like throwing my gun instead of reloading it. You just chuck it away and you regenerate a new one. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun. That's pretty rad. Well, Bo, tell me more about your time in Valheim. I guess uh, you've been busy there with a little more Valheim. Well, you know, uh, Valheim's a good game. I've been yeah. playing lots of Elden. The So I've been playing lots of Elden Ring, and that game's, I mean, it's so easy. It's It's... It's just. <laughs> I love that you like do this every week. I love. Well, that you I'm 169 hours in. Yeah. I, I don't know if the game will ever end. Yeah, I know part of it's the way I'm playing it, but but everything's so easy. <laughs> Take that, that you know, souls like lovers. <laughs> Hearing both say that? how easy a souls like is is just cracking me up because I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying there are some people hearing that that are just like. If he calls it easy one more time. Look, I went to I went to go play Rikard, okay? And chat room was hyping it up. I was like, oh man, Rikard. Like it took me so many tries. Kill the first try. <laughs> and I'm like, this game's easy. Like, what do you guys think? Dark Souls ga- games are hard. Like, it's the easiest game, one of the easiest games I've ever played. Like, yeah, it's beautiful and it's challenging. Uh, this is like if any, I don't know, maybe I should be playing a Dark Souls game and not this game to form an opinion about what a Souls like is supposed to be. But if this if this encapsulates what makes the Souls like a good experience, like I'm laughing over here, at, like one of the most overhyped things in the universe. Like <laughs> Kirby's harder than this game, Donkey Kong Country, Metroid Dread. I can think of hundreds of games I found way harder than this game. Mm. Um, and it, you know, if you're like, it's because you leveled up, I'm like, yeah, that's what you do in games, like in Final Fantasy three. Couldn't beat the boss. Got some levels. All of a sudden, boss is you know yeah, dead. Beat him. Anyways, so um, so th- that's all my long winded way of saying like Valheim kind of picked back up in interest for me because there's actually engaging, challenging, interesting things to do instead of an Elden Ring. Honestly, like just appealed to me more. Yeah. Um. So I'm now up in the mountain biomes, uh, taming wolves, fighting drakes, yeah. and uh, I built. Like, I'm not going to lie, Monday, I think I streamed for, like, seven hours, and most of it, like, Mike and Crofton were on, they were doing some shit, I just built stairs all the way up a mountain. It takes, like, so (laughs) mountains take stamina to jump up, so it's really hard. Ore is heavy, you want a cart, and my lazy friends are like, well, we can just run it back down. You know, imagine taking 500 pounds of of stone to your house. Like, you're going to take your car, Yeah. right? You're not going to be lazy and be like, I'll just walk and take the stones one handful at a time and do 100 trips, so... I'm like, guys, we got to build a stair. So they went off having whatever fun they wanted to have. And I built my stairs in peace all the way up the damn mountain. Yeah. It took me a day and a half of, of like, you know, eight hours game time, <laughs> but it was rewarding. Now the stairs are there. I can like, you see me building. That's the pavilion at the top of uh-huh. the mountain yeah. um, where we've got all of our equipment. I built a new wolf um, kennel so I can tame the wolves. Uh, this game, it's really like the whole, if you take it, if you pace yourself and take it as in like, the game world is an important mechanic, and I've got to mold the game world the way I need to. Not a novel thing, but I think what makes it novel is that I can do it with other people. So the things I build are there, and then it's for the purpose of getting us strong enough to fight the next boss in the boss chain. And it's like the best MMO I've ever played that isn't an MMO, but like it's so appealing to me. It's so much fun. And like I will sit there for eight hours and you know, build another cabin. 
Yeah. And just, I don't know, just enjoy it. So I've been having a good time getting back into the Valheim. I'm sort of also not rushing because after the next two bosses, there's no more content. Although I think Mistlands is coming out soon. So it's exciting. Now, what's Mistlands going to be? Is it like, uh, uh, it's more like, uh, you know, um, it's like a, it's like, it's like, so there's a biome called Black Forest, which is a forest. Yeah. So this one's more like spidery with cobwebs, like an older, oh, okay. a more ancient, scary forest. Okay. So lots of ground. There's only been a few teasers about it, but it sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's soon, right? That's coming. Yeah, out. it might be like in a couple of weeks or something. Like they yeah. haven't announced anything formally, but they're sending out a lot of teases. So I think we're going to see that update soon. Nice. Um, um, so I'm excited say, for it. The, stones, is, it's, the, the stone steps you made up the mountain look great. They look like they were already there. Yeah, like it's like level design in your own game. Mind you, I had to mine all that stone, yeah. haul it all, build it, but but I made it. It's there. When my friends log in, they're like, I love that thing you made. And then I log in and I'm like, I made you some ice cream. Ice cream is made with um, troll, not troll eyes, but like Ew. these gray dwarf eyes yeah. and uh, a, a, a bladder from a drink. <laughs> these <laughs> cream and all. There's weird things like muck shakes and, uh, you know, where you make a milkshake out of mud. Um Anyways, so you build all these things that everyone contributes, you know, to the to the overall effort. And either you're doing it together or you you log in and do a little bit and then someone else does some stuff. It has a really lived in kind of feel with you and your friends. And I just love so I'm renting out a server now. I'm not hosting it on my computer, but uh, through I think I went through Shockbyte um, to have a hosted server. So it's available 24 hours a day for. Oh, my group. That's cool. Um, so, so it is never, like an MMO for three people. Like it's a server just runs. We log in, password yeah. protected, all that. Can you transfer it, that if you needed to? Like move it to. I mean, yeah, I make backups. I upload it via F- uh, the save file via FTP, okay. and every now and then I just download a backup in case something goes wrong. Oh, that's had cool. A few bugs, that's so really cool. So good. you could still do this locally if something went bad or they went out of t- business or something weird. You could always have it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, as long as I make sure to back it up, right? Yeah. So uh, to prevent data loss. So. The, the key thing was, like, I always had to run it on my computer, so sometimes people would want to play and I wasn't available. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this makes it, you know, Mike's probably playing right now, and he's he's probably farming carrots. Like, the big thing is gardening. Yeah. And we have these fun interactions, like, monsters come wandering into your base, so when someone leaves the door, you ever seen Hateful Eight? And they're like, shut the damn door! I love Hateful So Eight. we do that all the time. Crofton leaves the damn door open. Who left the door open? I wonder who it was. Crofton left the door. He's like, I didn't leave it open. Like, That's you know, amazing. It was you close the door when you leave the base we have fun with it it's these fun interactions where we're just like um like living together but being good we're, we're mostly good sports and, sure. and organizing boxes i'm always like you put things in the wrong box my OCD <laughs> comes out i label all the boxes um <laughs> like and what life. i like about it is there's context so like minecraft is like this but it's like someone said like this looks like minecraft and i'm like no it's different what this taps into it, like for me, like I was raised, we went out to the bush, we cut down trails, we built camps to go farming and stuff. Not my favorite thing in the world. I didn't grow up doing those things. Right. But I did it a lot as a young man and, and child. So playing a video game version of, you know, going out to the forest and making bunk beds and like, you know, uh, just places in the bush and being like, well, we have to make a new place because the resources we want aren't here. So it's time for another expedition getting to do that with friends by the way great couples game i can't i can't count how many people drop into my stream chat and are like i play this with my wife i play this with my partner huh this is a game that this is and the way i was introduced to it my sister and her husband were playing it like this is a couples game because there's gardening and taming wolves there's things 
It, okay, a little sexist, but there's things your girlfriend might like that makes this game appealing. Where if you're gonna play, you know, Warzone, right? Like, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, come play Escape from Tarkov with me, honey. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm just not gonna game. All right. Yeah. Okay. I want to play. I don't like you know, girl, girls. This is stereotypical, but a, they're gonna like a certain style. Like maybe Mario, some Nintendo games. They're gonna want something. It isn't pure murder, but this game has the fighting monster side, getting sweet weapons, fighting monsters, and it has the let's build a bridge yeah. over this moat. Yeah. And and the guy side of you kind of gets into it too. You're like, all right, honey, we're, we're going to build a bridge. Let me, let me get. I'll chop down the wood, and you put the wood down. You know, like there's some a lot of like best people in their places cooperative coupling efforts that you can kind of do in here. I don't know. It, it's a lot of couples play this game. From what I'm hearing, it's really cool. So, yeah, I, I need to get back in. I'm I'm so not interested in uh, some of it. Um, mostly, it's like the I don't really care about the boss fights and stuff. I just want to build cool shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, I was thinking because like, you know the the rough part is like people want to say like, can you make a core server? It's only up to ten players at a time, and this has this whole thing where you might build something and someone comes along and takes something of yours it. or. Yeah. So you kind of got to play with a trusted group or you just make it a meme server. Yeah. Like just come in and do whatever. Yeah. Part of me wants to make like a Wendy's so people can come into my server and buy <laughs> like the weird recipes I make. And you know what I mean? That would be kind of that a fun cool. idea. Sure. sure. But if you know, you wanted to get a server starter, you know, if it has the way you played Tavern Master is kind of the way this game has its hook in me where I just I can't once I start playing, I can't stop playing. I have a hundred things on my to do list that I want to do. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, if you guys wanted to play some Valheim, I got the game. I just I don't know. I just haven't picked it up in a long time. I know, but John, you have it too, don't you? I do. Yeah, I didn't play it because I watched Bo stream it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not not for nothing. But I was like, he when he talked about it, I was excited. And then when I was watching him play it, I was like, he's just building stairs. Play. I don't know if I want to play this game. He's just it's making so stairs. Like it's fun to it's watch. It's not. Though. It's not for everyone. Like Crofton logs, and he's like, "What are we gonna do, guys?" And I'm like, Mike's like, "I'm gardening." I'm like, "I'm building stairs." And he's like, "Can we do something like?" <laughs> fun maybe (laughs) (laughs) we're like this is fun (laughs) but i I think that's why i pitched it to them in the first place we all have very different tastes and i felt this like really serviced you know you can go out into the forest and fight things yeah and you can always go like the chat suggests you can always do a solo god mode thing if you want to which i well it's like you're still playing together even Mm -hmm. if you're playing separately but you're all contributing to the same effort which is like a sort of elegant way of playing together but not directly doesn't it, doesn't it feel like in some ways they've achieved what um M- M- mmos have come and gone that always have this promise about cooperative better for the world that you're inhabiting uh kind of gameplay that would create emergent possibilities city building but also traditional mmo moments and stuff and none of them seem to be able to quite nail it and maybe it's because they're too big they want to have too many people and maybe a I, game with a scope of like up to ten players is that game. Maybe that's I think the way. The the ma- it's the problem is the massive part. The the thing that makes Valheim work is you police your own servers. Yeah, and it, MMOs want to MMOs want to police what's going on because they have you know they have economic environments, things to maintain, to, like user experience. Like I don't know how Blizzard's going to do it, right? Right. Um, because the the creativity is a big part of these games and 
it, you know, I don't think it's going to be an MMO. I think I, if, if I had to guess, Blizzard's going to, rather than me have to go buy my own server somewhere and yeah. rent it, I mean, yeah. or make it myself, they're, they're going to be the server and you're going to hope it's going to be like a discord channel of games. Oh, and I'm kind of thinking you're going to be able to teleport between instances and stuff. Like they might probably do something like that, but you're not exposing yourself to the entire internet because like the best game mechanic in this game is chopping down trees. Like every game get, trees are either indestructible. Yeah. They're just cannon fodder for destruction or it's an MMO where you chop, chop, chop and it disappears. Yeah. This game is like, if I chop a tree down and my buddies over there, I'm like, watch out, it's going to fall on you. And oh, it yeah. falls on him and kills him. And we have a big lab. Like, like the trees are so alive in this game yeah. and you can plant new ones and you chop them down. And it's a joy to just cut down. Tr- like, I laugh at Chorcor, and then I'm just like, oh, man. And there you are, like, Chorcor. Cutting down trees <laughs> is yep. a beautiful thing. Yep. Um, I got a new one of that, those, you know, by it, the way. It, Sorry, the world is um, modal. Like, it, you can you can mold the world, yeah. change it, and then other people can appreciate it and vice versa. And, I mean, I think that's a big ask for an MMO because, like I said, someone comes in and defaces or breaks down all the stuff you make in an MMO. So then they have to make your housing in an instance. Well, then nobody sees it. What's the point? Yeah. So I think it has to be player groups that police themselves. Yeah. I think that's what the blizzard survival game hopefully does. Um, because I don't want, it's not going to be a very fun survival game. If blizzards telling everyone what they can and cannot do. Yeah. You know, I'm or, really curious about how that the world is, is moldable. Yeah. And hearing, hearing from people internally there that a lot of the inspiration for that thing did come from games like Valheim. You'd hope that that core design sensibility will be part of this somehow. So I think so. Yeah. Out of, out of anything, if they, after having played Valheim, if they really nailed that survival game, yeah, that like, it's potentially the most exciting thing to come out of blizzard. Could be in a long time, like yeah. depending on how they handle it. If they're, okay. if they're modeling, because what Valheim does right also in this game is it says they're bosses. Mm. You know, Blizzard's no stranger to giving you bosses and fighting mechanics. It no. could potentially be really good. Like, they could, you know, people have even said the third boss in Valheim Bone Mass is like a raid level fight. Like, we had to do off tanking. Like, I hit him, turns and pays attention, then I have to dodge and duck and shield. And then Crofton hits him from the back, and he's got a turn dodge. We got the bow guy in the back going pew, 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 pew. Yeah. And it's like a 10-minute fight, and it feels, I mean, this is like WoW rating, except it's not as yeah. complex. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, Blizzard, yeah. they didn't invent the idea of a video game boss, but they sure helped refine what it is today. Yeah. And uh, they could that could go a long way to designing that, that, that yeah, game. Like a bit of Monster Hunter mixed in with it. Yeah, a little bit. Sweet. I mean, what is Monster Hunter other than giant raid encounters like? In a lot of well, ways. Yeah. Like that's, so the Valheim's this pastiche where you got this building game, but it's focused on what you're building isn't just, ra- it can be random if you want. There's a creative mode and console cheats and all that. But yeah. it's the purpose of it is to upgrade yourself for those fights. So you have to do, the loop is you have to do the build, the farming, the mining, the thing, building, making a community, making food, then going and fighting it. You skip one and you're gimped and you die and you, it's permadeathy, like you lose all your equipment, and if you can't go out and get your equipment, then you're back at zero. <laughs> you know, like, and it's pretty bad. It's pretty punishing. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, there I you hope, go. Hopefully. Um, I. Anyways, Valheim's fun. Valheim seems rad. Um, I was looking up how long to play, and I realized why am I looking at this for Valheim? There's no, there's no upper cap. Like, there's no campaign. I'm at 230 hours. Yeah, you just play it freaking forever, forever. But um, I did yeah. find out that Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which I'm playing, is nine hours. That's actually a pretty beefy game. 
And that's that's like if you do main and nine hours. Stuff. Yeah, eleven and a half if you do everything. Twenty two for completionists. It's a big wow. game. Sounds about right. That's Metroid Dread was about twenty ten to twenty hours. I yeah. So anyway, oh, they got every Kirby game on here. All right. I love. What's Kirby. the time to beat on Elden Ring? By the way. Oh, I can tell you. Uh, it is. It was right here. Is the number one one listed? It is taking forever. Why? Okay. That's annoying me. Here we everyone's go. Everyone's checking it because everyone's like, how much more of this game do I have? Okay. Compl- if you do main story only, 49 hours. These are oh all based God. on averages. Um, 120 hours. <laughs> main, main and extra, 86 and a half. And if you do completionist, 116. So you're still well well past that. Yeah. I'm well, I'm at like 169 or something like yeah, that. Like you're getting a lot of value for your money, I think, is what's going on. There. I mean, I explore around, you know, and I sit at campfires and look at my equipment. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a rush, but right. I'm ready to be done with that very easy game. <laughs> I love it every time you say it. Don't stop saying that. I love it, even whether I agree or not. Um, all right. What are we doing? We're now moving on. <laughs> what are we moving on to? Oh, emails. Let's do this. That's a good question. All right. So uh, a couple of emails here real quick. First thing I want to start with a little joke I wrote. You guys ready for this? I've been, yeah, hold- let's hear it. I've been holding this all day and it's so stupid. But I can't wait to play it. So rather than get everyone wound up about what it is, here's the joke. What did Will Smith say when he saw Kirby roll up in his neighborhood? And now here's the answer. Ready? So again, the premise is, what did Will Smith say when Kirby rolled up in his neighborhood? Here you go. Keep my wife's car out your mouth. (laughs) Get it? Because he gets a car in his mouth because he's Kirby, right? I got it. Did you get it? Okay. You know what? I liked it. All right. I'm glad. I think it was a long. I didn't know where you were going with it. (laughs) I didn't see it coming. It was fine. It was good. Because that's all I want to say about the Chris Rock uh, Will Smith thing. But (laughs) I had a fun. The only thing I want to say is uh, if when I get pegged, if I ever get pegged to do the game awards and host them, yeah, I'll make sure to think twice before making any (laughs) jokes about Randy Pitchard. Pitchford, in case he comes up on yeah. stage and does a magic trick in my face. Yeah, no kidding. Or you could be a <laughs> <Yeah>. magic trick. It's <laughs> a tub to the face. <laughs> but what if it was like somebody told me this? So they said if that was like the, not Chris Rock, but The Rock, who was up there presenting, uh-huh. and he made a little joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's head or something. Yeah, he's not going up to smack The Rock. No. Are you kidding me? No, he wouldn't no. have gone up there no. and punched him or swung at him. No, no way. No, no way. No. It was such a dumb thing. All right, moving on. Hollywood, whatever. Uh, Here's an email. This is uh, on Hogwarts Hogwarts Legacy. Got this email from Jeremy. He says, just wondering if you all have any intention of covering that game now that some of the actual gameplay has been released. I mean, I don't think any of us are like gigantic Harry Potter fans. I'm a huge fan of the books and read them all multiple times. But uh, that game, which is actually being developed here by... Um, oh, it's the Mad Max studio that made the Mad Max game. Can't think of their names all of a sudden. Carter's going to kick me. People can fly or something? No. Uh, they're here in Salt Lake City. I cannot ever remember their damn names. They made the Just uh, Cause games as well. And did they also do Rage? Avalanche, that's it. And Avalanche. Rage. Rage 2. Yeah. Uh, r- um, they're making it, and it looks real nice. It's very Yeah, it got pretty. a lot of buzz when the gameplay trailer came out. I think, I, I think my only issue with it is that, yeah, I mean, I think I really enjoyed the Harry Potter books. I thought the movies were pretty like Harry Potter for me was like 
I went and got the books because people were like, hey, you should read these. They're really good. And I was like, yeah, it was an enjoyable experience. And then the movies came out and that was not quite as enjoyable as the books, but it was still fine. Mm -hmm. And then video games came out and I think I tried uh, like one or two back in the day and that was not super enjoyable compared to anything else. And I was like, it's just been like a downward uh, slope with it. And then they made new movies that were not good at all. So I, I just I don't think that universe is uh, like I, I really enjoyed the books and stuff, but I'm just not into it. Yeah. Like for me, it to make fun of myself a little bit like Harry Potter for me would be like when I would hear other people talking about their D&D experiences mm -hmm. and I would try to fit in with them and be like, yeah, guys, but I was playing a game of Hero Quest the other day <laughs> and I went through the same halls and got chased by the same monsters that you do in every game of hero quest. Like it's just like, <laughs> if I want to play a game with magic, there's a lot more compelling to me out there experiences that are more in my interest. Like the, the whimsical nature of Harry Potter. I don't, I enjoy it on a, like being told a story level. I don't want to experience it. I never read those books and went, if only I could go to Hogwarts. <laughs> like I just never, I never felt that. In fact, yeah. I actually typically was like, how the hell do these people go to the school? The stairs move for what effing purpose do the stairs move? Like what an annoying thing. Like I get annoyed by too much whimsy. Yeah. And that universe sometimes has a little too, a little much too much whimsy. Yeah. That's a lot of whimsy. So I like that, the books a lot. That, that's but. why you don't like the game. I mean, well, yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, so the premise of a game is like, hey, do you want to come play in that universe? Yeah. Yeah. And my answer is no, not so much <laughs> like it was fine to read about, but I don't want to. I'd rather be a wizard in a multitude of other universes than Harry Potter. It's a PlayStation exclusive, right? Uh, I think. No, no, it's um. hold on. Now that you say that, I'm not 100 percent sure. I thought I read it wasn't, but maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Hold on. If it is, it could be a good game. It was, it was on the, but it was brought showcased by PlayStation, I guess. Oh no, it's coming to Switch, Xbox, Series X, S, all of it, Steam. Okay, it, it's all everywhere. It. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, I won't rule it out if it's awesome. And again, seeing people really excited about it, like the the graphics that I saw from what I saw, look cool. I just, it's just not a fantasy I ever wanted. You know, like you ever want to be a wizard? Not in the Harry Potter universe, no. I mean, it's like, a fair what point. I, what do I do? Like, well, I guess you just explained why. Get butterbeer? Like, <laughs> I just don't want to do You it. want some butterbeer, John? Come on, some butterbeer. Come on. No? Like, okay. I just don't know. Yeah, well, like, I mean, it's a good point. I would rather just a generic take on wizarding that allowed for a lot of different possibilities than it have to be like make sense and canon stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it, it too. It, it's like... I don't know. Like, Like, I like Star Trek a lot, but the fantasy of a realistic like if someone was like we made a perfect realistic like depiction of the star trek universe i don't know if that's a universe i would want to play a game in because like the thing i like about it is like next generation it's not a lot of like direct conflict it's a lot of like thought experiment and stuff like that and it's right. like okay well how do you make a game around that mm -hmm. like harry potter's kind of the same premise like it's a lot of this like whimsical look at magic, all of that sort of thing. And you know, that's 
cool to be told the story, but it's not a sandbox I want to play. I feel like it's Christmas, Christmas, uh, Christmas fantasy. That's what it reminds me. I of. mean, if there's a good PVP in it, like if you gotta design your own spells, then go at it. Uh, that sounds cool to me. Oh, well, that'd be all right, I guess. That. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing that. I mean, it feels like more of a linear story, and you're doing the you're doing the Harry Potter business. Um, like you do, you know, in the stories, I don't know. I also, I can't tell like from the trailer there that we're watching right now, I assume this is all real time, but I don't know. This could be, I mean, I'll sort of, you know, commiserate with John, like, uh, when the Harry Potter first came out, it was like, Oh, interesting movies. I haven't even watched the seventh part one part to like, just really, it's just not that interesting to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, I, that's why I didn't rush to watch this either. I'm like, great. Harry Potter's got their game. Looks, you know, yeah. I'm watching it now. Looks like it's good graphics and yeah. And enjoy. Uh, I'll check it out. If something earth shattering happens. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to begrudge anybody cool. like, that like, like I, that's the thing is I look at the graphics on this and I'm like, Oh man, like graphically this looks super cool. Like, and if it's awesome, I'll try it. And, I'm not going to begrudge anybody that wants to be into it. It's just not an IP that I get excited about. But if you showed me this exact same trailer, but it was like fable magic, I'd be like, oh, sick. (laughs) We're looking at it from our perspective. Like, I remember, you know, being 10 and being super stoked to play, you know, the the first Legend of Zelda or whatever, right? Like, now a 10-year-old is like, going to get this as a video game? Like... I mean, it would have killed me to jump to just transition from you know eight bit or sixteen bit to to this. So, well, also remember those th- people that were ten this, when they were reading those books or first seeing those movies. Those people are all in yeah. their thirties now. Ten year old me would be like, "This game looks like the best game ever. Like this, this is it looks very cool." Yeah, and maybe it'll be great. I was playing Ducktales on the NES for Play Retro, thinking, "Man, yeah. I'm going to hate this. This game was made for kids back then." No. That no, game is made for it's a hard Ducktales. game and it's re- it feels like Castlevania before they knew what they were doing. Like it's a crazy cool game. A lot of those Disney games were challenging. Yeah. Man. Surprisingly so. And I guess there was I'm a really just, hard like Mickey Mouse game, I think, or Mickey and Goofy side scrollery deal. I remember just ah, banging my head. House of, or Mickey's called. House of Illusion, was that it? Or Castle of Illusion? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, actually. Great game, hard game. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but those were all Capcom titles, and they were making hard games. There was like the I think the Ducktales people were the same people that made Mega Man, so they were like you know they knew what a hard side scroller should be. The, but my uh, point is the, like I I would normally just see that on the first sur- surface and go I'm not going to play that. That's not for me. This may be one of those. Maybe it'll come out and be so immersive and so deep and so insane that we're all just like, well, shit, we're playing a Harry Potter game. Let's go. That uh, DuckTales game was so informative that in the uh, new TV show of DuckTales, they put the moon theme from the video game in the TV show. Oh, that moon theme's awesome. Still holds up. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it is it is not only in the show, but it is an important part of the show. Really? Huh. Yeah. Like, you can tell there's a, a reverence for that DuckTales video game. Uh, but see, they, do you get my point, though? This is based on kind of a throwaway TV show. I'm not. Yeah. Look, I know they plenty of people like transformative. It, yeah, it. did something transformative. There you go. Maybe this will Excellent. do that. We don't know. Yeah, it could. I Again, this is like Diablo Immortal. Like, I'm saying I'm not interested now. It doesn't mean I'm not going to say I played it and think it's the best thing ever. And It's possible. You know, sure. Whenever it comes out. It sure, could. sure. It looks it looks incredible. 
Yeah, sure. I agree. And they need to hurry up and be done so that that team can get back to work on what apparently has already started. But they are making a Mad Max 2 uh, game. And they need to hurry up on that shit because I loved that first game. Shock, yeah. everybody. Big shock. Scott liked the Mad yeah, Max thing. But I actually like really liked that game. Still on list. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. And it's so cheap for anybody can get it now for like nothing. It's so worth getting. And it still looks great. It's PS4 era, but it's beautiful. Beautiful game. <laughs> PC version in particular. Anyway, uh, let's move on to this email here. Uh, a little longer, but it's interesting. Uh, I made a comment last week that was a little disparaging toward why would people still want to play these Lego Star Wars games? And I think I jumped oh, the gun. Uh, hey, all. At the end of last week's show, you seemed a little confused as to why people are excited about the new Lego Star Wars game. And as one of those very excited people, I felt the need to explain. Uh, this is from Christian. It says, for a lot of us 20-somethings, Lego Star Wars was our first real exposure to the Star Wars universe. I myself grew up with the original on PS2 and have completed the complete saga multiple times. Uh, Not only is it an an entry point for Star Wars for me, it's also a very fun collection, uh, or sorry, collect-a-thon platformer in its own right. I've never heard that before, collect-a-thon. I like that. Because you're collecting all the shit, you know? Anyway, as to why people are excited for the Skywalker saga, I would encourage you to watch any of the recent trailers that have come out for it. This isn't simply a combination of old games with a fresh coat of paint. It is a brand new, built-from-the-ground-up collection platformer that not only includes all nine movies, but goes above and beyond with what you would expect from any of the Lego games. Uh, not only have old levels been reimagined with modern sensibilities, there are also multiple overworld hubs you can explore. They contain many hours of gameplay in their own right. There's outer space combat and travel between planets. I actually decided to save money for this rather than the new Kirby game, which may sound like sacrilege to Scott. Uh, oh, and there's also an unlockable mode which turns gun and lightsaber sounds into people going pew pew and swish swoosh. Well, there you go. It's like it's there sold. Go. There you have it. Hopefully, I've cleared I, up confusion. Actually, I mean, I, literally, this email has me more interested in that game than I was. I had no idea it was all that. Well, Star Wars, the Star Wars games in particular, uh, Lego games in particular, are quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, they're not all the Lego games. You know, I tried some Lego Batman and wasn't very impressed with it mm. uh, recently because it was free on Xbox Gold. But the Star Wars games are quite good. I played some of that Lego Star Wars back in the day. Thing is, they're good, but they're not. not that good. I but mean, if you're, very, if you're a fan of it, I could see. Yeah, if you're a fan, it's you're very fan. easy to write them off because they made so many of them. Um, yeah. uh, like from <laughs> different like brands, and a lot of them are just slightly iterative on the thing that came before. You know, yeah. um, but I I played the original Lego Star Wars games, and I think they're I think they're great. Like they're really charming, and they're you know, they're, they're just weird and it lets you do cool things. You know, you get to play as characters that shouldn't be in particular scenes. And it just is a fun little nostalgic romp and it's dumb and it's silly and it makes jokes about something that, you know, you love. And sometimes it's important to be able to laugh at those sorts of things, especially if you're a star Wars fan. It also looks uh, really nice. Wow. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. But like looking at the gameplay, like this looks better than I even thought. Like I, I might actually pick this up. I, I, it's been a long time since I played a Lego game because I, I used to play every single one that came out because I really enjoyed the first Lego Star Wars and, and yeah. got into it. And then they just made too many. But this seems to be breaking away from the formula just enough to feel a little refreshed and it looks really incredible. And it's going to feel like it's all nine a, movies, right? Yeah. yeah. It feels like a complete package. 
and uh you know I think there's something to be said for. I it, might so. be. I might, you may have convinced me here. I can't believe I'm interested now. But I, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't rush it. Like if your fan rush out and buy it. To me, these game, Lego games have always been hangover games. Like for whatever, <laughs> if you came home from a trip or something, like <laughs> low brain games. power. I want to play a game, but you know, I can't really. You know, I'm going to lie on the couch and I can't really think. Like, I think I. I, I feel like sometimes I need one game. of those. You know, once in a while you need a game like that. I agree with you. This is yeah. a great game to play with. Uh, kids, family, that sort of stuff. There's nothing in these games that are so complicated that, and, and usually there's going to be someone that does all the work, which makes it a great game to play with kids mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, I know what I need to do. I'll take care of doing it. And you can run around and shoot stormtroopers, And we feel like we're playing together and having a great experience. Like it's, it's really good for that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Vader just made a, it's really Vader, it's really stupid yeah Vader made the humor a in it's joke. really good too. yeah it's it, also a bit of a it looked like a glory hole so i'm a little concerned but the bit. uh the the actual like graphic <laughs> fidelity here it, this feels like a pixar animated like it's very pretty there's reflective surfaces and i think there's a little bit of ray tracing going on with the lightsaber on the ground and stuff yeah, it kind of seems like it. The it's sparks really coming pretty. out the door when they were breaking through the door looked really, really good. Yeah. I was really impressed with that. All right. So. Well, everyone get a bowl of edibles and uh, get this game. <laughs> oh, that would be a great. A whole bowl. Oh, there yep, you go. An entire bowl. Not smokable. Get a bowl of edibles. <laughs> That's a different genre of game. You got your hangover games and you got, you got your high as hell. <laughs> yeah. High as hell games. Yeah, well. why not? We all Maybe need a little a escape. One. Uh, well, thank you, Kristen. Uh, Kristen? Christian. Kristen. Maybe it's just Kristen. Uh, uh, no, Christian. It's Christian. Yeah. Is it Christian? Christian. Yeah, Christian. 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 <laughs> or Christian. Christian. I'm sure, I'm sure it's Christian. <laughs> Good odds is Christian. Yeah, I and I don't, you know, gender doesn't matter in this case, but whoever you are, you sound awesome and you've convinced me. I think I'm going to probably play it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got a mashup to play before we leave. This is from Jamie, and oh. he's been chomping at the bit for me to play it. The literal title of this is Sperm Tornado. So uh, <laughs> It's already a class. It's already bad. I think that was something Bo said. We'll find out now, I guess, when I play it. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. You think that's no. a Bo saying? It sounds that's like a Bo strange. saying. Why could are you blaming me for that? Eh, it could be wrong. Let's find out. And Bo is a very pretty lady in this one. Oh, so. hey, Bo. Do you hear that? Mm, pretty lady, Bo. He's muted right oh. now, but oh, I'm sure muted? he's very not excited about it. Oh, I didn't realize I was muted. <laughs> I, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Public pool is rough because you're thinking about pee and poop particles all the time. Even yeah. though there's chlorine, it's just well, this is one. It's of hard not when you ones. actually take a gulp and you're like, there could have been urine in there. This I is one of those that. salt sodium ones, so it's supposed to be okay. better at killing stuff. Yeah, but I still my my it. parents' pool is a salt water pool. Yeah, I think we need. But it to doesn't change that. the fact that you're like swimming in people soup. Yeah, you still are in people mm. soup. I'm playing a game called Everyone. You know, hold on to something. <laughs> gas station simulator. Okay, <laughs> excuse me, gas station simulator. <laughs> Is that it? Was that the simulation? Uh, the burp is the review. Thing? Yeah, that's my yeah. full review. I gotta have my coke, damn it! Like, it's not so bad when it's family, because at least, like, it's your mom's pee or something. You're like, whatever. It's but your then, mom's like, pee. stranger's pee. Like, it's, I don't... It'd be okay if it was your mom's pee. <laughs> or whoever, my brother or his boyfriend or... It's so funny to me. I guess it makes it better. I don't want stranger's pee in my... <laughs> 
Kirby's in the Mad Max town and trying to figure out what happened to the world? That's freaking weird. I bet it's something to do with King D D D D. Yeah, King Dildo Donkey Dung. What is it? What is his name? He has a real name. It's like King Didi. I just don't remember how many D's it is. Okay, so there's Mega Knight King DD. Oh, there it is, King DDDD. Oh yeah, he's like a little shitty bird with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah, he sucks. If someone pinned you down and said, "Look, either way, you're gonna have to have pee in your mouth." Now you can choose. It's your mom's pee, or it's this, you know, fat guy up the street. Which pee do you yeah, want? Yeah, it's my mom's pee. I mean, who knows? Pee. That pet guy's pee uh, might smell like sausage. I'm pretty sure my mom's okay though. Like, yeah, but is your mom gonna know you made this choice? Like, is this gonna like uh, she doesn't lay over family gatherings forevermore? Like, you're at Thanksgiving and you just have to look at each other and know. <laughs> they never actually say his name because he could have been Scott or Gerp or Chud Pounder twenty two forty nine sixty nine or whatever. Chud Pounder. And, oh, that's um, a great name, Chud Pounder. Yeah, they just write themselves, right? Uh, sperm tornado. You know, like. <laughs> no. Ah. ah, no, I thought about it too much. Wait, you said you know, sperm tornado? Did sperm tornado, yeah. <laughs> it was you. It was you that said sperm tor- tornado. Not me. All right, all right. Guilty as charged, I Chud guess. Chud Pounder, evidence. though. Chud Pounder is amazing. I'm using that next time. What is the Chud? Chud is we a, learned what a it's a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. That's what they they were in the movie. Okay, so what did we learn? What it was that we were both that wrong about? Chode. Chode. Okay, yeah, chode powder, different thing. <laughs> yeah, very chode powder. Okay, I just want to make sure it wasn't that word. Cause... No, look, next time Frog Pants is taken or Gurp is taken, and whatever game or MMO I'm playing, I'm t- I'm going Chud Pounder. That's really good. I like chud it a lot. Pounder. All right. First name Chud, last name Pounder. All right, we're moving on now to say we're done. <laughs> That's it, everybody. <laughs> we finished. We're moving on to the end of the show. Yeah, we finished the show once again, as we always often do, and uh, we've loved doing it. Is that right? Hold on. Is the show three hours long tonight? <laughs> well, it usually is. Why are you so shocked? <laughs> I, it's usually like shorter than that. It's usually like th- maybe three total with the pre-show. But with I no, guess it can't pre-show. be three hours. Like Where's that has to include the pre-show because yeah. we've been uh, streaming for three hours and nineteen minutes. No, that you're right. Pre-show it includes that. pre-show. You're totally right. I usually don't have them in the same file. I kind of f that up. It's okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. The point is, if you liked this show and feel like you just got your fill of great content, there's more for you. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/core and help the show out, all right. So get over there now. Sign up and become one of the, the many awesome people in our lives that help this show happen. It doesn't happen without you. So please throw us your support at patreon.com slash core show. No micro payments, just one monthly or weekly thing. Just throw us a buck, whatever. You want never have commercials? Great. Got you covered. You want to have uh, pre and post show content? Got you covered. Other things, you're all there. Go you get it. You want to help feed Bo? It's, it's burgers in my belly. Feed Bo. He needs to eat. So patreon.com slash core show. Get over there and check it out. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else. Send us your emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, quick round the house. Uh, words of wisdom. John, let's start with you. Uh, boy, fam, we sure had some fun today. Uh, we laughed. We had a good time. And uh, it's just wonderful to hear from all you beautiful people uh, who appreciate the show and what we do so much. We appreciate you, too. But if you don't like this show, keep our show's name out of your mother effing mouth. <laughs> 
I'd like to ask you to leave the uh, Kodak Theater now, John, if you could uh, leave. But what if I win Best Co-Host? Oh, well, then you better stay, and then we'll give you a standing ovation, which seems weird. Uh, Probably shouldn't do that. Anyway, hey, Bo, anything to add? Yeah, keep keep my wife's pee out your effing mouth. Oh, geez, that's a really good advice. And on that note, we're going to leave. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for being here, and we hope to see you next time right here on Core. Have a good week. See you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. You two are so cute when you fight.